On this episode, we talk about how the Raps had a great week that also brought up some serious questions. How two professional sports teams learned to always read the fine print and Shaq's latest comments. Ladies and gentlemen, this is Nerds and Basketball. Afternoon and good evening, basketball listeners. I'm Post Charmone. And this is DJ CJ. You did amazing, man. This is the third, fourth time you did the intro. Well done. Oh, thank you so much. Thank you. I know you hear my voice. You're like, oh gosh, Charmone's doing the intro. We're missing CJ DJ's luxurious DJ voice. Oh my goodness. Well, uh, I've been working. I've been working on it, buddy. I have. Working. That's good. That's good. That's good. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, how are you doing this? Man. I've been great. Uh, this is my first week where I can actually kind of not worry about anything. And then tomorrow, after after church, I will be having to worry about exams. <laughs> uh, oh yeah, your exams are coming up, right? Yeah, my last two exams, and um, it's good. It's it'll be fine. I'll be fine. <laughs> I should do my reading. I should do the readings that I should have been doing over the past twelve weeks. But I should. I'll I'll do that in two days. <laughs> <laughs> how about you how are you i'm good i'm good um i have an exam on tuesday mm. just that i want to get it over with um just so i can you know enjoy the winter break enjoy mm, some quiet downtime take mm. care of some little errands that everyone's got to do but uh other than that not bad at all but not bad at all things are going pretty good no complaints uh looking forward to the new year that's all i'm going to say it's going to be good. you know make some resolutions i think we'll we'll have like a little resolutions episode when we come back um just because the heads up guys um next week we're going to be taking off yes um, just because you know holiday stuff but we will be the week after that so we can discuss some juicy christmas games right uh so yeah um excited excited it's gonna be exciting, fun two yeah. weeks let's let's uh get our heads down and get through these exams basically that's all i gotta say right yeah definitely heads down by me like heads down and run type of thing yes heads down and run heads down and dunk that ball oh yeah you have to okay the day you dunk that ball for sure you, you really have to tell me okay i want to see will. a video too i okay. want to see a video i have to man i have to i'm gonna <laughs> i'm gonna make sure of it don't worry um It'll get there, you know. Especially, uh, it's disembulk. It's my jump's not gonna be that great, right? So, but but you know, along disembulk, you build muscle, and when you build you muscle, here, you know, your your like my leg muscles for sure gonna go up, and I'm sure my jump's gonna get better from there. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I guess um, if we're moving on from CJ DJ's disembulk, don't worry, ladies, he's still in great shape, better in shape oh, than God. me, but yeah. Um, yeah, going on from that, um, CJ, let's uh, bring us into our first topic. Let's talk about this Phoenix, Washington, and Memphis, Memphis slash no Memphis trade. Basically, <laughs> lay it down on us. Lay it down. All right. So it's been a rough week for actually no, it hasn't been a rough week for the teams. They're 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 still ass. So <laughs> just the regular for them, but. <laughs> no, um, so there was a trade rumor going around between the Phoenix Suns, the Washington Wizards, and the Memphis Grizzlies mm-hmm. of having to trade 
one of the Brookses, either it was Dylan Brooks or uh, Marshawn, Marshawn Brooks. Mm-hmm. And then in return, Austin Rivers from the Wizards and uh, Kelly Oubre Jr. And from the Phoenix Suns, it would be Ariza. And it was supposed to be a three-way trade where Ariza would go to Washington. Mm-hmm. Uber and Rivers uh, would Rivers. go... Th- so- sorry? Uh, Rivers... Oh, yeah. uh, Uber, would go- Uber and Rivers would go to the... Wi- not to the Wizards, sorry. To the Grizzlies, I think it was? Yeah, so basically... um uh, Ubre would go to Memphis and yeah. Austin Rivers um, would go to the Suns basically. Well, yeah, but that did it that that had a fallout. Uh-huh. <laughs> that had a fall- impossible fallout. No, we'll oh. get to that later. <laughs> <laughs> that, <laughs> that had a fallout and what happened was after just this morning, I think, or just this afternoon, they finalized a trade between the Wizards and the Suns, where Ariza would go to the Wizards and Rivers and Ubre Jr. would go to the Suns. What are your thoughts on that? Um, yeah, so also um, to add a bit more to this, the Suns also get Austin Rivers with uh, Kelly Ubre Jr. as well, too. Um, yeah. So, yeah, it's just. It's just a just strange thing to see where basically, um, like the main sticking point is the Suns thought they'd be getting getting Dylan Brooks, mm-hmm. who's a younger player, um, but the Grizzlies thought they'd be trading um, Marshawn Brooks basically. Um, so it it's a very strange situation. Stat wise, both players are very similar. Um, the issue is, of course, Dylan Brooks is younger, um, and there's also a contract thing where I believe. Um, Brooks, Dylan Brooks would be a free agent the next year. So there's stuff like that going on, saying like um, th- things like that. So big debacle. And I'm I'm so shocked that this could happen between two professional teams. Mm-hmm. Um, and apparently it got very, very, um, it got kind of dirty. Like the GMs, they just accused each other saying, you're trying to cheat me, basically. You're trying to cheat our organization. Uh, we clearly said Dylan Brooks, and you're trying to give us Marshawn Brooks. Like it was such a weird thing to happen. It was a weird thing to happen, definitely. Uh, honestly, I think it was just like some miscommunication. Because like, honestly, I I couldn't imagine a situation where the Suns go into practice and all they see is like Marshawn Brooks there, and they're just really confused, saying like, "Wait, isn't this for Dylan Brooks?" Like, I don't think any team was trying to swindle the other. I think it was just some bad miscommunication that really kind of led to some animosity between uh, the Suns and the Grizzlies, to be honest. And um, more interesting, the fact is that, like, the fact is the Washington and the final trade, the trade actually happened, completely cut out the Grizzlies. It's like Mm -hmm. the Suns said, we don't want to do anything with you. Washington, let's just work out a trade because it seems that Washington really wants Trevor Ariza. Um, Those are just my thoughts on it. It was such a weird, funny situation just to see that happen. the actual trade itself, we'll get to a bit later, but I want to hear your thoughts on this. Like, how, how do you make sense of this whole thing? I think it's interesting. I think it's insane that this happened in this way. The fact that they wanted to do a three-way trade, the fact that they had um, a, a bunch of players potentially being traded. What's fun about this, uh, for starters, is that... You now see Marshawn and Milan, or sorry, Milan, Marshawn and Dylan Brooks. Uh, they're 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 on watch now because clearly the Grizzlies are thinking about, you know, they they see the Grizzlies see them as uh, expendable. 
which is not a, not the greatest thing to be to, yeah. uh, for a player to feel to have. Um, I agree with that. So I'd rather much. be I'd I'd rather be traded and be done with it than having to stay with a team who wanted to uh-huh. trade me. You know. Did, yeah, didn't you? Uh, you sent me that uh, photo too, where Dylan Brooks said. Um, what was it like Grizzlies and then like it's just a little like sweating emoji yeah the sweating like, smiley emoji and then he and he <sighs> says hashtag go Grizz that is so awkward it, it honestly is awkward. Really, yeah, yeah yeah so what I see this happening well I think the winning end here would be uh, the Suns um, for good reason because they got Austin Rivers and um, Kelly Oubre Jr. yeah from what I see is that you got those two young guys along with hopefully the leadership of um wow i'm 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 missing his name right now booker <laughs> devin booker and yeah. uh with deandre ayton in the mix i think they have a solid young core i think this reminds me a lot of for for some reason this reminds me a lot of a really young warriors team <laughs> I don't know, man, because they they got the Aiton's performing really well. You got yeah. Booker, who's just if he if he just gets himself together. The fact that he scored seventy in his rookie year says a lot about his potential, but not a lot oh, about sure. what he, he. It says a lot about his potential, but it doesn't say a lot about how he is right now, which is what we need right now, right? And what exactly. what the Suns need right now, and then. Kelly Oubre Jr. is a proven commodity for sure. Um, Austin Rivers, I'm not sure. He's he's always he's reminded me of um, like Corey Joseph, great player, but just above a little bit above average. Mm-hmm. Um, so it it's a winning end for the Suns. Uh, or sorry for yeah for the Suns. Uh, the Wizards do get Ariza. For uh, it's a veteran it's a veteran pickup. So I don't know where where they're gonna go with that. Uh, with yeah. Wall, Beal, and Ariza in the mix, I think they'll have a good scoring. And Ariza bring, does bring a lot of defensive um, play into the mix, so it should be an interesting. It's an interesting trade. That's all I'll say. It's an insane trade because of what happened with the whole three-way trade, but it's an interesting trade. How about you? What do you think? Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So going on a bit more about this too, I just recalled that Kelly Oubre and um, Austin Rivers—they're both on the last year of their contract. Um, so honestly, I'm looking at this. It looks sort of like the Wizards saying, "We don't want to pay you guys and make you sign a contract ah, this year, but we sense. don't want to lose sense. you for nothing." We could get Trevor Ariza. I know we're like in pretty bad shape this year, but hey, it's Trevor Ariza, right? Like mm-hmm. maybe he's a good player. He is old. He is 33, um, but he can do something with this team. So it seemed more of just the thing saying, because like on the surface, I agree with you a lot with your points. I don't know what your meaning of a young Warriors team, because as I imagine, as I remember Golden State before, um, they became this juggernaut of the team. They were actually a pretty good team in the West. Like they were around fourth, fifth. They weren't like super killer, but they were always like such a fun team to watch. And I like like the Splash, splash Bros, right? Mm-hmm. And it, it, again, like this Suns team, I, I don't see it quite yet. Like I think they just need some good coaching. Um, they need to work on a lot of things because there's so much contention there right now. I oh, agree. Gosh, there's, I agree. there's so much to talk about this Suns team. Um, I'm sorry. I'm going to interrupt real quick because I just want to say something. Um so this is our 10th episode, so great. That's awesome. Um, I just wanted to say that if people didn't realize, but this is such a cool land, uh, landmark. 
Um, and also Lonzo Ball and LeBron James both uh, both record a triple double in Ooh, the game too. I just saw yeah, Lonzo Ball legitimately had a good game. I'm just gonna say that we talk about the Lakers a lot here, but um, it, it was a little cool thing to say. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, uh, I just wanted to say it. But going back to what I was saying, like the, the Phoenix Suns, like. I honestly think they're the youngest team in the league. They have to be by taking Trevor Reese out. Ubre is only 23. Austin Rivers is a bit older. I believe he's 26, 27. Mm-hmm. Um, and Devin Kelly is Oubre, our age, I think. Yeah, yeah. And here's the thing. Um, Kelly Ubre is um, expected to start in the front court for them. And honestly, I think he's a great young player. Um, I think he can bring a lot to this team. It's a really interesting trade, and I think it was the right trade to make since Trevor Ariza was not performing at all with the Suns. So why carry the date, right? Maybe he could do her for another team like Washington, right? Mm-hmm. Like send them where we actually get some minutes. Um, and this team, if it tanks, it tanks. But hey, you got some young talent here, some good assets. If they perform this year, you can keep them or maybe you can trade them away for more pieces. The Phoenix Suns are on their way to get another high draft pick this year. So we'll see. Like this Phoenix tum, uh, Suns team just needs to, you know, stay on, hold par for the course and just like, you know, get some wins going, get some momentum going, show mm-hmm. some signs of hope. And Devin Booker probably is that, you know, that biggest sign of hope. But I just wanted to go quickly. Have you heard about all the ownership issues going on with Phoenix right now? No, I haven't. What's up with it? Okay. Okay. So essentially... Um, they were supposed to build a new stadium for the Suns, a $150 million investment, right? Um, but the mayor and the council, they essentially said, uh, we're going to forestall that um, because we have to take care of budgeting stuff. Right. And owner, he went, okay, make this stadium or else I'm going to move this team to Seattle or Las Vegas. He gave them an ultimatum like that. Um, and it was just such a, it was such a, there's been a lot of ultimatums recently in the NBA. The Chicago Bulls had one. We'll go to that later. Okay. Um, but again, all this young talent on this Phoenix team, which has had a really good history in Phoenix, you know, mm-hmm. Charles Barkley, things like that too. Steve Nash, they've had a good history there. And all of it could kind of be a race where they move to a different team and they take all these young pieces with them and maybe they become great afterwards. And it feels like such a... I, I think it's just like a move just to like push them but sort of just saying like wow like there is so much disorganization just so much animosity so much tension going on with the Suns team so far fair fair uh that's that's crazy um I did not hear about that that's I feel that's a lot of uh there's a lot of alpha play into that there's a lot of um I politics agree. into it too so but i don't know why would you go to las vegas out of all the cities maybe because of how the las vegas what is it golden knights did really well their first mm-hmm. first time up maybe i don't know i i don't see las vegas being a basketball there's too many teams in california man too many teams uh, they, they need to stop las, las, las vegas is in nevada We have geography, CJ, DJ here. Yep. Um, yeah. <laughs> I'm <Wait>. sorry. <laughs> I'm sorry, CJ, DJ. I, I, I didn't tell you about this before me, but um, I was the grade eight winner of geography, the ge- oh. geography award. So I know my ish. Okay. okay. I know my ish. Okay. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Don't tell. What, what are you going to tell me next? That, you know, the moon landing was fake? Come on. Man. Oh. 
That was amazing. That was amazing. No, no, no. You're not. You're not Steph Curry in more ways than one. Um, <laughs> your shot is better. Um, yeah, oh. The goal, oh, yes. Oh, what? 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 Yeah. Yeah. No. No. CJ DJ just drains it from half court like nobody's business. Yeah. Um, but, but yeah. Yeah. It was. I don't know. I don't see. I don't see the sun. Oh well. What I do know is that the Suns do need to work with head office better. That's what I think. Yeah, it's not sure, even. It's sure. not even ownership. Ownership. It's it's its own monster. But um, there's no there's no coaching there, man. I, I no, feel like they none. have so much talent, but the ta- the coaching is gone. There's so much talent, but there's no co- like DeAndre Ayton is their best rebounder and the, currently the best rebounder for for the rookies this year. So mm-hmm. he's he's a performer on his own right, on his own role. Mm-hmm. I don't see why the Suns can't take advantage of that and uh, I I wouldn't say play with him more with more minutes, but build around uh Booker and Aiton. And I think this move is a step in the right direction. The only reason why I say they're young, they remind me of a young Warriors team. It's because of not not young as in the championship young Warriors team. I'm talking like when they picked up Curry. Yeah. That young. Like I think they're they're on the right steps to they're uh-huh. taking the right steps towards a good to building a good team. So it'll take a couple yeah. more years. It's not their year for sure this year. No yeah. way. No way it's their year. But yeah. Yeah. Um, no, I, I know what you mean because, like, it's so important. Like, because the Warriors, um, as much as you can say you like, I'm not saying I dislike them, but like, a lot of people do hate the Warriors. Mm-hmm. They built that team fairly organically. They oh, picked yeah. up Steph Curry, they picked out Clay Thompson, and they picked up Draymond Green, who ended up being a gem. Oh, yeah. Um, Definitely. and you know what? The Suns did similar. I'm not gonna lie, Devin Booker wasn't an ultra high draft pick he was first rounder of course yeah but they got a guy you know later in the draft who ended up being one of the better players within that draft right so again a very smart pick um they didn't take Donkic this year they didn't but Aiton's actually a he's a fairly good player too mm-hmm. I, I but here's the thing I hate how Josh Jackson is still on the bench I feel he would be so much better starting getting those minutes um you know pushing those minutes but right um, right yeah, and then, yeah, just go quickly. Um, I feel like Las Vegas is becoming the hub of a lot of new teams because if you don't follow the NFL, the uh, Oakland Raiders are going to Las Vegas next season. They're going to be the Las yeah. Vegas Raiders. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah you have the Golden, that. you have the Golden Knights. Um, and yeah. now why not a basketball team? Right? You have hockey, you have football. Why not basketball? And and I'm sure Las Vegas will have a a basketball team eventually. I mm-hmm. think it definitely will. And I also want to make a note. Um, Seattle obviously wants a basketball team, but how ironic would it be to have a team in Seattle called the Seattle Suns, a place that is known to be rainy, windy, yeah. um, very dreary, and it's called the Suns. It's just it'd be like a little fun trivia fact you could see one day. <laughs> That'd be funny. Yeah, I would like that. Um, no, I wouldn't see them as the Suns. I'd see them as the S- Seattle SuperSonics. It's the only team that would. And then what only happens? Team- it- yeah, you think sorry. it would change your name? Do you really think so? No, I think it's gonna be a. I think what's gonna happen is that they're gonna go back to the past, and call in David Stern, and then <sighs> get back what's rightfully theirs, the Seattle SuperSonics, and of course with that being Westbrook and KD. Oh gosh, how? 
how weird would that be like imagine like they somehow get like a team comes to seattle they call themselves supersonics um and then they just bring in katie and westbrook at like the twilight of their career and then like from like now on you can see like photos of like their early days on the supersonics yeah and then you can see them like older on the supersonics and then it's just like a little caption saying like i know how this looks but these guys barely played on this team (laughs) (laughs) oh i think it'd be fun yeah That'd be fun. That'd be a little cool story. Yeah. I I feel Seattle will get a team eventually. Um, I don't know if it'll be like a new team. Um, I don't know. It feels when when was the last team that was added to the NBA? Was it the Raptors? Uh, there were yeah, I think so. I think that was ninety so, six. Yeah. It was the extension wow. in ninety six. I'm not. I'm not sure. I think um, no, because the the bullets or the Washington bullets. So it used to be it used to be the um, used to be the Golden State or not Golden State. I think it was the San Francisco Bullets, and it went to Philadelphia, and then it went to Washington. It, it was a couple of moves here and there. Yeah, I I yeah. know the Warriors used to be the Bullets for sure. Yeah. Uh, no, so. I just I just find it weird. I'm like, and it, this is such a, like a big broad question, but is the NBA looking to create new franchises? Because if you're looking at hockey. Hockey over the past five years has created like a bunch of new uh, franchises mm-hmm. like Winnipeg, um, uh, Las Vegas, mm-hmm. Seattle's getting a hockey team now. Mm-hmm. It, I don't know. It's kind of weird. Like the NBA, like there's certainly money in the NBA. It's just, you know, like in basketball is pretty popular nowadays. It right. Is, so I just it find is. it weird. Like, is I, I don't know. I, I kind of want to look into that in my own time to see like, is there a thought of, you know, adding some franchise teams? I don't know. Where, where, where do you think because we have 30 teams right now yeah um I think we have to keep it symmetrical so like you said earlier Las Vegas would have a team and Seattle would have a team but that would be two teams in the two west two west teams two west so teams, we need yeah. two eastern teams I, I say we will probably start off slow yeah um so basically one team in the west I feel Seattle because they re- they want a team and they kind of do deserve it. So Seattle gets a team. Yeah. Um. In the East Coast, who should get a team? Hmm. You know who should get a team? <sighs> who? I think no. Actually, no. What were you about to say? Huh? I was gonna say what Washington should get a team, but then again, they have some uh, kind of team. Uh, <laughs> I realized that we just traded for them, so they got a trade. So uh, <laughs> I, I thought you were like ripping on Washington, just saying like, "Oh, Washington doesn't count as an NBA team. They're not yeah. good enough." Yeah. <laughs> uh, I don't know. Maybe maybe Ottawa. Actually, no. I would. No, I would not no. want. I would not want another Canadian team. Toronto mm-hmm. is a Canadian team. That's it. Leave yeah. it. At most, Vancouver. Maybe Vancouver gets a team because they do have a history of having a team. Do you know why it's fun of having the Raptors as being the only Canadian team? Do you know why? Oh, what, what's so fun? It's fun because you go. the Raptors would go east and west and they'll have fans. That's so true. Right? So you true. go You go to the west. You, like, you know, when, when, the, or when they went to the Warriors, they had fans from Vancouver cheering for them and you know yeah. go Raptors go and when they went to like if you go end to end of, of, of the United States they have fans because it's so easy for Canadians to just get on the border and you know and and be a fan 
right? Yeah. So I think being that one team, I think that's the one advantage. You have an entire country behind you. Exactly. And it, it's right. like the same thing with the Blue Jays. But yeah. Uh, okay, I'm going to quickly say which team could use a basketball franchise. Um, this is interesting. I'm going to pull up a map because I don't want to screw up my geography yeah, again. Pull up a map. Oh, gosh. Um, I feel a perfect East team would definitely be... Um, I would definitely say uh, the Albuquerque Bulls. That would be a great team to have. Boo. Boo. <laughs> Does Kentucky have a... Oh! In, uh, no, Kentucky doesn't have any. The Kentucky um, Colonels? Oh. And they're... Oh, and they're... <laughs> what? The Kentucky Colonels? Oh, Colonel Sanders coaches Colonels? Exactly. <laughs> or... Uh, <laughs> um... Hmm. It's, no, Texas is a Western team, right? Yeah. Te- Texas would be in the more West. Um, let's see. They're um, so weird. It is weird. Um, oh, Pittsburgh. Pittsburgh. Pittsburgh's a good. Oh, yeah. They have a football team. They have a hockey team. They need a basketball team. Yeah. The, the Pittsburgh. Um... Is, there already, is there already a black and yellow? No, Pittsburgh is Pennsylvania. So They have the 76ers. Yeah, but then you also have like, because like, here's the thing, like, Pitt, when it comes to every other sport, basically the teams from um, Philly and Pittsburgh like hate each other. They always have good competition. Oh, true. So it could be like another thing like that where you have the seventy. I think, um, Ohio's got Cleveland. You you don't need anything more than the Cavs. Mm-hmm. They can't even handle the Cavs right now. So Flor- Florida's got too many teams. Georgia's got Atlanta. Yeah, honestly, I'm going to say the next best bet probably would be... Um, oh, oh, we're stupid. Um, New Jersey Nets. New Jersey could get their team back. I mean, isn't it technically... Actually, no. Brooklyn is still technically... Yeah, yeah. Yeah, sure. Actually, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay, no, okay. Well, yeah. Okay, there. Little geography lesson from um, two guys that aren't very good at geography. Uh, okay. Says the guy who who won eighth grade geography competition. Right? Yeah, great. And you know what? I think it was just because like it's so funny because you look back at that and I look back at those things. Basically, everyone in the class that wasn't like a little jerk or anything like that got an award. And it was just sort of like, this is a way so every kid gets an award and they get like a little nice plaque, yeah, right? Yeah. yeah. It's just, yeah, yeah. Fair enough. Yeah, yeah, whatever. Um, okay. Um, without with that strange aside, um, as strange as that uh, Phoenix trade, let's go on to our kind of weekly Raptors watch. So mm-hmm. this week, the Raptors so far won two of their three games, um, and they beat the Warriors. That's being the big highlight, and they play Denver tomorrow. Um, so this has been their hardest week. Like this has been a really tough week. Four really tough games. Um, and you know what? It, it looked they were having a great week, and if they beat Denver tomorrow, I think this is like an A week because like this is just this is a great week to have over a five hundred like you know winning win loss ratio, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, but there's a lot of questions that, here, and I'm going to ask you first. So um, they absolutely demolished the Clippers, the Clippers who team that's shown that they're pretty good. Um, Kawhi Leonard was injured. Then they actually beat the Warriors by twenty points. By twenty points. I woke and up. Then, I actually wait. Hold on. Let me let me tell you. Sorry. I woke up. I I went to sleep and then I woke up because I got um, 
I got a buzz on my phone. Um, so my phone would get notifications of certain score, like an um, an up to date score. Uh-huh. And I woke up I was like, okay, it's 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 like twelve o'clock in the morning. Like, okay, the Raptors are winning by twenty. I get up, grab my tablet, turn on, the t- and then put on the sh- put on the game, and I'm literally up just watching at twelve in the morning. Like, okay, we're beating the Raptor. Oh, we're beating the Warriors. So that's insane. Yeah. That's insane. It's crazy. It, it, yeah. it absolutely is crazy because, like, I I don't know what to say. Like, yeah, by twenty points. And here's the thing: it was at Oracle. Yeah, at Oracle it was an away game. You know, you know how rare it is to see, um, just to see like Warriors fans stand up in the middle of the fourth and just leave because yeah. they're saying our team lost just yeah. to pack it up early. Yep. That is crazy. And the Warriors team was impressed. They said. You know, this team is here. They've arrived. Yeah. Um, this, is, this is a good team now. And they did this without Kawhi Leonard. And what ended up being such a beautiful, balanced performance, um, unfortunately, losing uh, Jonas Valanciunas, who was a big anchor for that team for about four weeks. So that is unfortunate. But again, they got that win. And they could, and they basically, I think they've won the series against the Warriors um, for the season so far, which is really cool. But then they go to – so then this is where it gets interesting in my opinion. They go to Portland and they lose. It's a fairly close game. But the interesting is, interesting thing is Kawhi Leonard is back for this game. But Kyle Lowry is sitting. And they lose to Portland who, you know, is a worse team than the Warriors. Mm-hmm. What are your team. thoughts? Those are the facts. That's what happened. What are your thoughts on that? Because – it appears, and this is this is proven by win loss records. When Kawhi sitting, the Raptors do better. They've won more games, basically. Um, I wouldn't say they've won more games. I think ration or percentage the ratio, wise, the ratio, they're, they're, they're the ratio better yes. without without Leonard. Um, my mom, <laughs> my mom is an NBA insider. We were talking about this this morning. I told her like, yeah, we we lost without Leonard, and my my mom made a good point, and I never thought of it that way. But what if the war- the Raptors are just nervous with Leonard? Oh, like may- maybe they need like I wouldn't say nervous in a bad way, but perhaps they they need to. They're still they're still so attached to their old ways of. You gotta agree, first of all, you gotta agree that old habits die hard, right? So even even in in the newing the newest coaching staff and new look Raptors the whole the whole the whole pizzazz about it you know you only lost one player and you picked up two and you lost one coach and you picked up your your assistant coach mm-hmm. so um, new look Raptors and the whole spiel but old habits die hard and the old habits being that you have so much talent in that team and you put in Leonard there which has. Which is a star caliber talent, and arguably, actually not even arguably, without a doubt, a better talent than DeRozan, for mm-hmm. sure. Yeah, yeah. I'm talking. This is a Finals MVP. This guy won a chip already, it's right? A so, it's a so we can go on to say, yeah, he's definitely a better player than DeRozan. Sorry, DeRozan fans. <laughs> You put that in. You put that in the team, and they're like, "Okay, we gotta pass it to him. He's our best player. He has to make the play. He has to shoot the ball. He has to get the points, 
right? Versus having no Leonard, where you have to cooperate. Every other player has to step their game up. And there's, mm. like I said earlier, um, with with the whole uh, Suns thing, it's an alpha game. I was playing, I was playing a game last night, playing basketball, pick up basketball at our church, and mm. um, I was playing with with this dude who was clearly better than me for sure mm-hmm. but one of the, we we lost one game out of that series of three we won the entire series by the way but um <laughs> we, we 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 lost one game because that, that first game that we lost the very first game that we actually played playing with him i only got to know him that first day it's a pickup game and him being so good at playing the game i just passed the ball to him when i had an open look when i could have been driving mm-hmm. and he left after that game so we had a new team and when yeah. he left we won two the first two of our game or of our three game set and we won because I had to perform and my, my, my teammate had to perform and my little brother had to perform. We had to pick yeah. ourselves up because without yeah. him and I was shooting threes, I was like driving in. None of the, not a lot of them went in, but I was playing my game. My point is you, you, you have the Raptors here who have to kind of when push comes to shove, give the ball to Leonard because they really think that him being a really good player, he has to do all the dirty work. So maybe that's mm-hmm. it. Maybe they're just nervous. Maybe they're, they're um, as my mom said, they're just scared of not letting Leonard take the spotlight that he deserves or something. I don't know. What do you think? Um, no, I have to say that's like that's such a great story. Um, and you know what? I was having the same conversation with a friend earlier this week too. And he himself, he brought up such a good point. Um, if you watch, um, it's such a shift in dynamics for that team. Because if you yeah. look at DeRozan and Lowry, you if I ask you, um, if you said like, oh, the Raptors are DeRozan's team, then you would say, yeah, sure. But you can also make a case for saying, no, it's actually Kyle Lowry's team. Or more so that they're a really nice, strong team. Like they don't yeah. have that big ultra superstar, right? Yeah. Kawhi Leonard was the MVP candidate. He's won finals. Um, and the thing is, he is he's taking that ball because he's always played in a system where he's kind of that focus of the attention, right? Um, when he went when he was on San Antonio, Lamarcus Aldridge had to kind of defer to him because that was Kawhi Leonard. He was the star of the team. And the Raptors really didn't have such a dynamic since Chris Bosch, I would argue, because Chris Bosch was that team sort of. But now Kawhi is kind of in his team that worked really well as just a team. But now they're working with this one single player. And you notice this too, where it's like Kawhi, he's holding onto the ball a lot. Mm-hmm, he's using mm-hmm. that ball. Yep. And you never saw that with the Raptors team before. Um, Kawhi's putting up great numbers too. Um, but it also means that the other players are affected. You know, it's very interesting to see that on the game that uh, the Warriors lost to the Raptors, um, Kyle Lowry had a very nice game. He had a great game. Maybe because he had the ball in his hands more. Who knows? Who really knows? Mm-hmm, I, mm-hmm. I, I would say, yeah, it's leaning toward that idea where it's just like such a shift in that mentality because Kawhi Leonard demands the ball. And it's kind of saying... You can't live with the old Raptors system, but you have to adjust by ha- adjust having such a big superstar on this team. How are they going to adjust? And they should adjust quick because I'll be honest, it's kind of concerning to see this Raptors team when it's at full strength isn't really 
demonstrating themselves as well. They showed it. They showed it really well at the beginning of the season, but as of late, it's been shown that you know the games that Kawhi's not playing, the Raptors are doing just fine. They beat the Warriors. That's such a big thing. But when it comes push comes to shoves in the playoffs, you're going to need Kawhi Leonard to perform. You need this whole team. And they really need to figure that out. They honestly yeah, do need to figure it out. I agree. They do. I agree. It's it's not even just trying to figure it out. They just need to move the ball. Like that's you it. Think? I, I really think I really think them relying on Leonard scoring thirty points every game is a bad yeah. idea. For the yeah. very reason that he's you have a team that doesn't necess, not necessarily doesn't need Leonard, but you're doing fine without him. So if you put him in the fray and just have him average, what, 25 points, whatever. Make him play yeah. his game. But at the same time, if you do that, the defense is going to shift to him. Mm-hmm. And, you know, whole strategy, oh, the defense shows to him, we can pass the ball. But that doesn't happen because you're relying so much on his ISO game that every other player is like, okay, we got to move the ball to the area where Leonard is and that area is going to get shifted down by the defense. Mm-hmm. You have 24 seconds to make a move. Two seconds for you to move the ball from one end to the other. I'm just mm-hmm. talking str- str- complete strategic here, right? Complete like coach mentality. You have two seconds to move the ball. You have 22 seconds to make a play on the half court. Those 22 seconds, moving the ball around, trying to find an area where you can get the ball in and having just one player rely, that's, that's one side off. And what you play triangle triangle offense maybe if, if if they really got that down pat but that's not that's not um nurse's style he's very fast paced very move the ball as quick as you can and drive move the ball as fast as you can make the make the quick shoot make the quick yeah. shot whatever that's his play style that's fine but you have to remember that you can't always rely on Leonard he's not always consistent he's not he's a great player but you relying on him thinking that he can score 30 points a game and you're gonna win that's a bad idea mm-hmm. yeah um no i i completely agree with what you're saying the passing idea because there's a lot of talent on this raptors team serge ibaka is having one of his best years oh, of yeah. his career so far oh yeah um i i saw a great post where it's saying hey let's push serge ibaka all-star um and uh as a sorry uh an all-star basically this year i'm like mm-hmm. this is his best season this is probably his last chance let's get Serge Ibaka into the all-star game right yeah um but again Wait, like, what do you mean by last season like is his retiring year no no it's just more so because like he's getting older right like this is his best shot so far in his career he's in the east oh, and he's I putting see. up some good numbers right um yeah. he's shooting the three and yeah Overall, I just agree with you so much. The Raptors just need to learn how to pass the ball because they still have, they have so many scoring assets on that team. CJ Miles and Danny Green can drive the ball like nobody's business. Mm-hmm. He's he's not a three point shooter. He's a great defender, a great good shooter, and he can drive that ball. He's a really talented player. Um, Van Fleet, excellent, really excellent. Like you know. There were talks of him maybe kind of shifting over and taking over for Lowry if he kept on struggling. Kyle Lowry, great shooter. Um, Siakam, like there are so many options on this team, right? Yep. And I think the Raptors just need to utilize that because when you have Kawhi Leonard on the court, by that benefit, by that fact, teams are going to be watching him a lot closer. And like you were saying, that just opens up the other guys. Pass to those other guys, get some dynamic plays. Um, you know what I say? The Raptors need to play their offense the way they play their defense. Have you yep. seen how beautiful your defense has oh been playing? Oh my gosh, defense this is beautiful. This is not like individualistic. 
defense this is a defense where it's kind of like a team movement where it's just like they know what's going on they know okay we do if two players go here then i have to go here it's like they're all they all share like a hive mind and they know like oh we have to be here i have to go here i do i really want to see the okay um would you know what the raptors defensive rating is this year uh can i take a guess take a guess i'm gonna look defensive like what are they second in in the in the league okay um so i'm looking at this right now they are first in the league that's um wait sorry sorry it was on wins let's see defensive rating my bad um so it goes okc that's that's embarrassing okc uh okc wait hold on okc's the first okc's the first I was gonna say Grizzlies are the first. <laughs> what? Okay, see, Westbrook does not play deep. <laughs> no, OKC is actually great defensively, and you know what? I gotta be honest. It's because Paul George has been having a great defensive year. Mm-hmm. I, I know. I that I agree with. That's not biased, folks. That's that's legit. <laughs> no, he's like yeah, but like honestly, yeah. Um, let's see this again. While he's looking, I'm gonna give you guys a quick. I'm gonna give a quick shout out. I made uh for my assignment. I made a website. Yeah. We have our nerds in basketball section there, and um, Postarmon's bio says, Postarmon is an NBA insider specialist. He dives deep into how the NBA trade market looks, as well as studies the ins and outs of Adam Silver's mind. One of his favorite pastimes is drawing pictures of him and Paul George on a boat. He enjoys long <laughs> walks on the beach and puppies. <laughs> thank you that it was it was so beautiful i was, i actually i had a I had a good laugh with that um but yeah so okc is number one um this is their adjusted ratio too mm-hmm. uh, i i honestly feel like a lot of this is sort of looking at the raptors have kind of had a very tough schedule actually as of late a lot of high scoring teams they played so uh, being eighth um, with the games they have, I'm very happy with that. Yeah. Um, but you, do you know who's second in defensive rating, CJ? Who? The Indiana Pacers. The Indiana Pacers got their defensive grid again, and I'm in love with it. I am. I love the defensive game. Defense That's interesting. Is, yeah, it's really interesting. Then you have the Celtics. The Celtics who are just racing up on these raps like nobody's business. Yeah. Then you have the Bucks. The Bucks are fourth in defense, and they have that offensive machine going at the same time too. Okay, the Bucks are well. The Bucks have always been a team to watch, right? So I'm they not surprised have. about about that. They, um, they always have. They so. always have. And you know what? I'm going to say this too. Giannis Antetokounmpo is going to be like 24 next year or something like that. He mm-hmm. is still. He's still so young. Like, I don't know how, like, when he hits his prime at, like, 27, 28, I, I can't imagine what numbers he's going to be putting up, basically. This yeah. is... Okay. Um, but, yeah. Oh, going back to Raptors, of course. Um, overall, um, this was a good week. It was a good week. week where you, any week you beat the Warriors is good. And yeah. you didn't lose to some, you know, really low team like the Brooklyn Nets. You lost to the Portland Trailblazers who are a good team, who have great two great players. Now they play Denver tomorrow. If they beat Denver, 
Hopefully Kyle Lowry comes back and we see those two star players on the Raptors come together. And if they beat Denver, this is going to be an excellent week. And it's just a great way to keep rolling. Because, like, you know what? I'll be honest. They need to keep rolling with these Ws because um, the East is just getting stronger and stronger every day, I feel. And they need to keep winning. They really do. Boston is coming. Boston is on the eight-game win streak right now. Eight games. Boston's a oh. Yep. Wow. That's Pacers are on a six game win streak. I'm not worried about the Pacers. We huh. <laughs> So unbiased to me. Be worried. <laughs> okay, fine. I'll I'll respect the I'll respect it. They should be worried about the Bulls, man. <laughs> hey. They should be worried about the Bulls coach. I'll tell you more about that, but the Bulls coach is a scary dude. But he What? How? I'll get into this. I'll get into this. But yeah, um, go on. Go on with your thing. No, um, I was talking to my barber this this afternoon because we got to cut this more this afternoon. Um, t- telling him how the Raptors are actually looking pretty good this year and blah 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 blah. And we were talking about who are the potential threats to the Raptors, and we said okay, the Seventy Sixers. And he said nah, no way. Like, okay, that's I I agree with that. Um, Celtics. Oh yeah, that's that's the only threat. Like the only real real threat right now are the Celtics, and the Celtics are what third or fifth or fourth, I think. And I told uh, him I think- the Pacers are interesting. Yeah, the Pacers are really good. Do you think they're a threat? No. I'm like yeah, I agree. <laughs> I like your barber. I like your barber. I think I'm gonna go start going. To- I'm gonna drive all the way up. No, he likes um, the Pacers, but he doesn't think that he's a he's a that those Pacers are a threat to the Raptors right now. After he cuts my hair, we're gonna have like a nice conversation. Me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Okay. So, yeah. It, I, I this is such a weird topic to bring up. What's up? So you it's it you have a barber, right? Yeah. So is it like a real like like a guy's barber shop sort of thing, or is it like um? Oh, so so yeah. Sorry. No, go on. Describe this place. Oh, it's, it's some. Well, it it's a Filipino barber, so, um, it's very traditional barber. Like you got there's there there are, I think three two two women there who do women's cuts. Yeah. Um. Um. There's this one guy there who's not Filipino, so he's the international cutter. So all the all the old white folk come in and they get their cuts from him and everything. Mm-hmm. But every, but I go there, you know, we have a good conversation, we have a laugh about sports, and we talk about politics. And actually, no, we don't talk about politics, but very barbaresque. Like you walk in and you know, and everybody knows your name. You can book an appointment. So very traditional so- barber. I am so jealous. That, that 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 is literally my dream of my barber. Like I wish I had something like that where I could walk in and say like, yeah. "Oh, hey Frank, how's it going? You catch the game yesterday?" He said, "Yeah, Rahul, I told you, you owe me five bucks." <laughs> and we just have like a little laugh like that. I'm like, "Oh gosh, that's my dream." And yeah. Just go in there and have a laugh. Uh, I need wait, a barber like that where I am. I do because like honestly, I've been as of late. I've just like I haven't cut my hair super often so i just always settle going with like some random generic place and they do an okay job but yeah. where's the i need the heart with that haircut basically oh yeah yeah definitely oh man right. you i there is so for 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 that barber shop um i have two bar actually no, i have three technically they're they're a family um father and son and then they have this one guy who's apparently like their prodigy cut uh 
father and son father and son barber oh god this sounds like just out of the movies (laughs) go on go on (laughs) and then like um um there's this one prodigy cutter uh barber that they have who like properly takes his time he has all the tools and everything he wears gloves and he wears like a a face mask and he he takes his time he he gives you a good fade and um I my my brother gets his cuts from him, but what's interesting is that I've uh, I've been with them for f- uh, mm, almost seven years now, seven eight years. Oh my gosh! Yeah, pretty sure when we first came here to Canada, like they were the first bar, and then we jumped up and jumping uh, around different barbers. We went to generic barbers. We went to barbers here in our area who just had like their own garage and their own chair. And um, I think a few years late, a few years ago, three, four years ago, we, we decided we're gonna stick with the one guy who knows our hair and has known us for years. And they had a new shop, same area but new shop. And I went there, and we've been there since. And you know how bar like I guess you don't have it, but a barber and a and a client relationship is very much like a a proper relationship. Like if you go there and you disappear for three months and you come back and you're like, where where you been? Why? Why isn't your hair long enough? Oh you haven't been gosh. here for three months. Your hair's not that long. You've been cutting with someone else. Is that it? <laughs> so oh you know, it's gosh. a relationship. That that's my dream right now. I am so <laughs> jealous because it's such because it's like such a trust bond relationship with your barber, where it's just it's like they're cutting your hair. This yeah, yeah, hair, the, this hair determines you. Basically, your yeah. hair is you especially mm-hmm. nowadays i agree and you're trusting them and you know what you can't trust that to anyone i need a barber like that i just need to go into a shop and say hey frank you watch that game yeah listen to the podcast rahul it was a great one and then we just have a laugh and then we just have a... <sighs> you need to find your frank I need to find. I don't know why i say frank too it's like such a it's like a generic and i don't know why he talks like He's got like some sort of throat pain or something like that. Like, hey, well, like where he can't like say lower voices, where he's got yeah. like slow down his speech. Yeah, poor Frank, though. Honestly, um, really good guy. Um, but yeah, going on. <laughs> both, both conversations have turned like both of our topics have turned really strange lately. I'm very sorry about this. Um, but yeah, um, going on it. Yeah, uh, Raptors. You know what? Good week so far. Any mm-hmm. week you beat the Warriors, I approve. I approve. Any last comments? No, that's it. I, I, I'm excited to see where the Raptors are going to go this week. Uh, one thing to note between me and Barber is that he says wait until February. Like after February, after the trade deadline. I don't know if that if that speaks of either they're planning to trade up or trade down with the Raptors. I feel like there's mm-hmm. no one to trade right now. And it's always no, a trade no. for no, I, I, there's no reason to, especially if yeah. they keep like a good record. And you know what? Mm-hmm. That's around where the All Star break is. And you know what? It's not a if a team's rolling, don't make a trade. Honestly, exactly. that's my opinion. Because I, I think the Pacers, they were rolling. They were absolutely rolling. Um, and then they make a trade to get Evan Turner because they're like, okay, Evan Turner could ba- back up Lance Stevenson, but Lance Stevenson being kind of like the hothead he is, thought Evan Turner's going to replace me and they just caused friction in the locker room mm-hmm, basically. Mm-hmm. And that caused the downturn of that team. So I really play by that mentality. If it's not broke, 
um, don't fix it. I, and this doesn't apply to the old Raptors because the old Raptors, even though they had a great regular season, they had no playoff success. So they mm-hmm. try, they're trying to fix that with Kawhi. That's all I'm saying. I agree. I agree. Yeah. Um, let's look at the Raptors week quickly up ahead just to give everyone a heads up. So again, tomorrow they're playing the Nuggets. So on Sunday, um, and then they play the Pacers on Wednesday. They play the Cavs on Friday, and they play the 76ers on Saturday. So again, pretty tough week. Pretty you, tough. You week have a little. You have, you have a little reprieve with the Cavs, um, but it's still a tough week. Good thing though. After that, their December finally starts to wind down. It mm. really does start to wind down finally. That's good. So that's good. That's good. That's good. So yeah. we'll see how they do. They'll we'll they'll see how they do ne- uh, next week. But you know what? They just they've caught they've gone through like their toughest stretch, and I think they came out showing real good strength, real good confidence, and I'm very excited for this. Mm. Um, mm. Yeah. So let let me get on to our next topic. So this one shouldn't take too long. Um, because it's like such a such a interesting thing. It's not really super relevant, but it's just a little concept that's fun to talk about. So Shaq says that his Lakers, like the 2001 Lakers, let's say, him and Kobe basically, um, he basically said that they can beat the current Warriors team with you know Kevin Durant. And Las Vegas completely disagrees, um, saying the odds would be heavily in the favor. Who do you think would win? Between the war now Warriors and the then Lakers, the oh I think it was a two thousand one Lakers, was it? Yeah, basically. Oh, easy Lakers. Ooh. I told you this already, right? Did I not? Yeah, you did. You did. Yeah, Lakers, easy. I'll, I'll give you a very strong reason why. Go for it. Go. Two the two different eras, completely two different eras, and if you had that hard nosed Smash Mouth era of Lakers versus the soft. Warriors, okay, I might lose this argument because I think it might win for the war. So it depends on what era we're playing in. I honestly okay. think that if you put that, if you would just have the most fair kind of refing, and we're talking like 90s fair, because 90s was actually a pretty fair refing set. I think if you added the rule sets of right now of, of the NBA and just had the refs of the 90s, Thing will be fine, uh, uh-huh. and that would be the most fair kind of um, officiating. Um, but oh, I wish we would talk about this. I guess we'll talk about it later. But to see that, to see those those two teams clash, out, uh, fight it out in the in the finals or whatever, or not in the finals in the in the West finals. Mm-hmm. All one Lakers for sure, no doubt. Col- okay. Kobe's just Kobe's just Kobe, man. Like, and then you got Shaq. Who, 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 who's gonna guard Shaq? Who's gonna tell tell me who's gonna guard Shaq in the Warriors? Okay, Boogie. Okay, okay. My ass. <laughs> okay, okay, okay. Sure. Oh, okay. Demarcus Cousins. We forgot about Demarcus Cousins. Okay, I'm gonna go back to you. Um, I'm gonna take my chance to say my point. When I first saw this, I'm like Lakers, man. Like, I was watching some old Shaquille O'Neal footage. He's playing against the New Jersey Nets. And, oh, God, CJ, it was stupid. Like, Shaq was so beautiful around the rim. Even in those days when they said, like, he was kind of unfit. He had such a nice, soft touch. He knew how to finish. And he had Mm -hmm. so... He he was so dominant in the center. Like, so absolutely dominant. And, like, man, the Warrior... just going to pass down to Shaq and he's just going to destroy the set. Then you're going to have Kobe Bryant doing Kobe Bryant. But then I looked at it. I'm like, <sighs> thing is, 
What's worth more? Three points? Or two points? Three points. Okay. If you're looking at your argument about saying these 90 coaches, you know, kind of being more fair, and I felt, and I don't even know if this is a fact, but I feel, and most people probably feel this way too, in the 90s, they allowed players to be a lot more physical, right? There was um, a lot more physicality to it. The thing is, the Warriors don't heavily rely on getting free throws. They're not like the Houston Rockets, basically. Where the Rockets, where I would feel, would get destroyed because they wouldn't get the calls that they wanted. This Warriors team just excels at passing that ball, getting it to the right person, and that open three-point shot that is such a dagger to the heart. And you know what? Sure, you could have Shaquille O'Neal work through the center. DeMarcus Cousins, he's a tall center. He's going to do some work with him. And Kevin Durant, even though not the most physical, again, he's pretty good defensively too. He'll be able to do some work. Kevin Durant on Kobe Bryant, that's going to be a tougher matchup. I will say that right now. Um, But again, this three-point shooting Warriors team, it it will run circles around these Warriors. And I, I honestly feel that. They have such a good dynamic team. And this is not even counting Draymond Green, who's just going to be picking Kobe's pockets all day who's going to be trying to steal that ball from Shaquille O'Neal, it's going to be a tough team. Because, you know, on a team where everyone could shoot the three ball, it's going to be so difficult when you have, you know, that passing, um, this team of great passers. Yeah, I, I honestly can't see how these Lakers can beat the Warriors. This Warriors team is just that overpowered, really. Okay, fair enough. Um... See, what I was going to agree with you is that, yeah, definitely threes are better than twos for sure. I mean, the math <laughs> adds up. Um, one, one t- to add to your argument, Kobe was asked this week about which one which one player he hasn't figured out defensively. He said KD. Yeah. Yeah, he said that. And I was, I was kind of shocked for him to say that because yeah. I, you would think, uh, well, he, he probably would have some idea on how to uh-huh. how to shut KD down because KD KD's a very predictable player, but predictable in a, in a bad way because he's predictable, You but even if you play defense on this predictable style, he's hard to defend either way. It's just because KD is honestly one of the best natural scores the NBA's ever seen, in yeah, my opinion. I agree. It, I agree. It, it helps when you're like basically seven foot and you have like such a silky smooth jumper like that because it's difficult to defend him. Because just looking at the physical standpoint, he's probably taller than his defender and he's able to get his arms over them, basically. Like Agreed. it's tough to contest his shots, basically. Yeah. And you know what? He's not super muscular. I understand that. But he can still finish around the rim and he still knows how to drive. Like, KD is such a good scorer. I agree. I agree. Um, So, yeah, I I think you're on the winning argument. I just feel like because of my my heart being so old school and I still think (laughs) David Stern should be the... (laughs) No, I'm kidding. Um, No, but honestly, there's, there's a lot of... Um, there's a there's a lot to argue with who would win that fight. Um, the only reason why I think the Lakers would win is because of just the tenacity that they have and the fact that yeah. they bring so uh, Shaq brings so much, Kobe uh-huh. brings so much, and you build around that core and they're 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 at the winning end um, statistically. But 
I guess manpower-wise, I wouldn't be able to tell. I, I, I say definitely the Warriors. The fact that they have more talent to go around, that means that the ball will move more around the court on their offensive side versus the, the Lakers where um, you want to rely on Shaq. You want to rely on Shaq dunking the ball. You want to rely on Kobe shooting the threes or shooting the two. And exactly. even, even on that year, Kobe was – it was – Eight Kobe. It wasn't twenty four. It wasn't Black Mamba Kobe. Exactly. Right? So, exactly. Um, I guess I, I lose the argument, but I just I don't know. There, there's a part of me that would still have to stick with the Lakers because yeah, and, and you can't get around that. That's like your heart opinion. Yeah. I just I find it funny just imagining like Derek Fisher trying to defend like I don't know Steph Curry or something oh, like that. Okay. Oh gosh, Derek Fisher. Can you name the other players in that team? Uh, Derek Fisher, Kobe Bryant, uh, Shaquille O'Neal. Was it Rick Fox? No, he was not in that team, was he? Yes, he was. Rick Fox was on that team. Lakers. Was he? I think so. Yeah. Yeah, Rick Fox was was on it. Yeah. I thought he was in the 90... He was in the 99 team, for sure. Brian Shaw... (laughs) Rick Fox, the handsomest basketball player ever. Horace Grant is there though, and Ron Harper is there. So, that <laughs> yo, they have one of the best coaches of all time, Tyron Lou. <laughs> hey, <laughs> hey, don't make fun of Tyron Lou, man. He he currently coaches the the team to beat in the East. <laughs> you know what? I I, I whenever you say Tyron uh, Tyron Lou, I always think about that photo of uh, AI stepping over him. Yeah, that's just, the photo. That's just it. That. Yeah. No, no. Um, yeah, this is so random too. But uh, do you hear that? Um, LeBron James doesn't listen to Luke Walton's play calls anymore, and he basically just kind of does his own thing. <laughs> I'm not surprised. That, that's how LeBron James goes. He's been coaching himself for years. Yeah, I'm not surprised. It's, it's, yeah, it's, yeah. It sucks, but he's such a coach. He's a, if you can get him a good... He's such a coachable player, man. He's such a good co- uh, coachable player because it's LeBron freaking James. Dude. Yeah. Like You get him a good... You Imagine playing him with, with the Spurs or um, Phil Jackson. Oh, my. Yeah. Yeah. So, you know. Uh, he's... LeBron James, the one thing he's had a great... And I think we talked. Okay, yeah. Okay, so quickly, really quick, ten seconds. Do it. Um, current Warriors team versus MJ uh, Bulls, ninety six Bulls. Who? Oh, ninety six Bulls. Easy. Yeah, ninety six Bulls. Easy, Good. easy. There, no, no, no way. No way. <laughs> Hold on. Why did you bring the Hold. <laughs> <laughs> You're making me stutter, man. How dare you? How dare you compare the 96 oh, Bulls? Oh, gosh. Oh, my God. I agree oh, with oh, you, okay? God. I know you agree with me, but how... Whoa! Whoa! Dad! <laughs> 96 oh, <gosh>. Bulls... <laughs> oh, my... oh, you hurt my feelings there. <laughs> oh, gosh. And this is why, folks, you don't make the Bulls fan ever angry, or if you ever question... MJ basketball, uh, yeah, that's that's it. That's that's a fact of life. Okay. Question, question the question the ninety one Bulls. Okay, question the ninety. Sure, but the ninety six Bulls, the seventy two ten Bulls, the one with the ring. I don't know. The seventy three nine Warriors doesn't have a ring to it, man. <laughs> but the seventy two and ten championship Bulls, the the. Whoa, 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 
I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm gonna stop now. I'm sorry. That was what, that yeah. was no. Yeah. And that that was excellent. <laughs> that was absolutely excellent. Thank you so much for that. That made my night. Um. Okay. So speaking about the Bulls, I'm going to give you a quick lowdown about the situation. So Bulls fired their coach, okay? Yeah. So they got their assistant coach, and this guy's a real roughneck. He's kind of, you know, hard-nosed, um, very hard-style basketball um, coach. Um, Bulls got blown out by the Celtics. They lost 55 points, right? Yep. That was awful. So I cried. During that game, yeah, During that game, he refused to play his starters. Um, and they didn't like that, especially such a young team. They didn't like the fact that he didn't have a chance to go out there and try fighting this lead. Mm-hmm. Um, he later called his players' performances embarrassing. Um, and apparently during uh, a really tough four games, uh, so basically in four ga- days, they played three games. Uh, he would make them practice super hard every day. And he would make them do like punitive practice uh, things. So stuff that wasn't like basketball related, yeah. but it was kind of humiliate, uh, humiliating. I think it was something like they had to crab walk across the court or something like that. Like it was really like punitive um, practice. And essentially what happened was... Um, the younger Chicago Bulls players were saying, like, we can't take this anymore. We're not going to show up to practice tomorrow. And they wanted to stage a mutiny. They wanted to um, create a strike uh, against this, uh, the franchise, the Chicago Bulls franchise. Um, Eventually, um, some of the older players, uh, Lopez, for example, um, and also uh, Markinen, he even brought this up, saying, like, guys, we shouldn't do this. This doesn't seem right, right? And they eventually digressed and they went for it but in result jabari parker has been completely dropped from the lineup and he's probably going to get traded right now and it looks really really tense in chicago right now uh they're not happy with their coach and the players are on the brink of basically a mutiny in this Mm. professional league Mm -hmm. uh they're going full union on this team and it's really yeah it's a really concerning thing what what are your thoughts on that because i know you haven't heard about no i haven't um <clears throat> here, here's here's my rundown on this. All right, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna take the first thirty seconds talking about. Um, have, you, have you seen the movie Coach Carter? Uh that's one with Sam Jackson, right? Yeah, yeah. I I haven't. Um, Great I hear film. it's very good. People yeah. recommend it to me. Yep, it's on Netflix. Give it a watch when you can. Okay. Very okay. Very fun. Family? No, it's not. So it's it's a terribly rigid, or not terribly in a bad way, but just very gritty movie. Um, that's what this reminds me of. Um, so taking that out and putting in the the reality of it, it I feel for the players, the frustration, but I feel so much more for the coach. Man, mm-hmm. there's I don't know if it's the bias in me because I've always been. If you were to put me in a coaching position for a little a little kids league, uh-huh. we're not even gonna like the first like when now okay, give you a quick um, give you a quick um insight as to how I started my quote unquote basketball career. Um, <laughs> I did this five day or no not five day I think it was a like full week a full week of basketball training. It was a training camp in the Philippines. Mm-hmm. The first day. It's a two-hour training camp. The first day, we did laps around the court, regular laps, and we did our stretching, and then we did our um, 
what's it called, um, suicides and all. Oh, and yeah. our first drill, and our first and only drill on the very first day, we had the ball, and we would smack the ball as hard as we can, like one one hand at a time. So you you imagine? I wish I had my ball on me. Like I would smack so wait, the wait, ball. Wait. So I would you have would the. Like, yeah. You would like hit it off the ground, like bounce it, or were you no, just no, like no. Hit you you had the ball both with both of your hands, and you would smack it to the left hand, like you're slapping the ball. Okay. 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 So you had the ball up to your, like against your chest, and you're you're holding onto it, and you slap the ball with your left, slap the ball with your right, and you're slapping the ball up and like left, right, left, right, left, right with your hand, just with your hand. Okay. So as if you're like, you know how when you have the ball and then you're trying to inbound it and you smack the ball with your with two hands. Uh huh. Yeah, something like that. We did that for two hours. Oh wow. It was a two hour. It was a two hour clinic every day. Two hours the entire day. And the next day we did it for hot for I think maybe twenty minutes, smacking the ball, and we started doing dribbling drills. We did that for the entire day. Dribbling, we did not shoot until the third day or the fourth day. That's that. It's a clinic, nonetheless. But I understand the like you're the. Oh, I gotta be honest. The Bulls are doing ass this year. <laughs> Like joking aside, they're awful this year. But it's the same with the Suns, man. They have talent, but they don't have they don't have it yet. I don't know yeah. if it's if it's just like you're telling me mutiny. I'm I'm seeing this as just a team who has no respect for authority. Okay. I think that's one thing. The other thing being is that maybe the coach is uh just doesn't know how to coach yet. Maybe yeah. it's not his forte yet, and I I blame more the coach than the the players because this is a leadership thing, right? Uh-huh. And if you don't have a good leader, you won't have a good team. Yeah. So yeah, yeah that's it. Yeah. I I know what you mean, um, and I agree with a lot of your points. To be honest, I I was a bit more one side, but I do a lot of your points. Yeah, there's a lot of factors to consider. A lot of stuff we don't know quite yet. Um, I'm just going to say a quick fact right now. The way the NBA is right now today, coaches are fairly expendable, to be completely honest. I... It, it's a sad truth. If you have a good coach, you hold on to that coach, right? Yep. You, you, like the Spurs held on to Greg Popovich. Um, you know, the Celtics are going to be holding on to Brad Stevens. Um, but it's not like the old days where you would hold on to your coach. And, you know, give them that chance to um, essentially um, have that chance to, you know, develop their team and really work for the team for a long term. Like a big example is the Bulls firing their coach. They weren't expected to do good this year, but you still fire him. And you just bring in this whole debacle and it's not really reliable for the players. But that's what we're at because it's so easy just to blame the coach and fire him because you know what there's always there's always another coach in the way always someone else waiting to take their chance right agreed agreed uh, and you know what there's no reliability there and uh, it's a tough job it's a really tough job um you know what? i i don't know i don't know what to say i really don't know what to say here because um i understand because like if they're not listening to a coach if they're not trying to work on something i don't know it's gonna be really tough uh their players there you have the right to voice their opinion i guess too um but when you want to develop players when you want to develop this winning mentality i don't know like a lot of these old school players they're constantly saying yeah we would just do it we would take that punishing drill 
because like saying that's what basketball is that's how we get better right we got to be better we got to get into this and you know that's what the whole point is um it's such a weird situation we'll see how it develops but it basically costs jabari parker his position right now in the starting lineup and he's likely going to get traded somewhere um which is a shame because i really do like jabari Parker. i like but, jabari um, parker in the- we <laughs> do too again. yeah you know what i felt like even nowadays jabari parker with those two acl injuries and um in terms of like work ethic i don't know i kind of respect him a bit more than andrew wiggins right now who Andrew Wiggins, who hasn't, you know, he's doing fine, but he's never be, he he hasn't become that star we all wanted him to be. Basically, yeah. you know what I mean. I agree. We all, yeah, yeah. Um, okay, yeah. So that's I just wanted to inform you of the situation. Mm-hmm. Do you have, you have any look into it more yourself? Um, because I know you're a big Bulls fan, but yeah, yeah. Um, any more uh, thoughts on that? No, nothing else. Um, okay. let's move on to the next one. Let's uh, let's go into our nerd section. Oh. So, um. So this one, um, we're actually going to have a bit more of nerd stuff. Uh, the first really quick thoughts. Um, so the Mandalorian has been cast. Um, and starring it is we have Pedro Pascal, who was Oberyn um, Martell uh, in the Game of, uh, Game of Thrones. And he did an excellent job. He was also in Narcos. Mm-hmm. Um, you've been watching Narcos, so you know this guy as well, too. Yeah. He's a good actor. He's a really He's a good, good actor. actor. I like yeah. him. Yeah. Um, uh, Gina Carana, uh, Deadpool. I don't know who she is. Is she the love interest or is she um the old woman? <laughs> Gina Gina what? Cara Carano? Oh. Oh no no, she's not the love interest. She's um Is she like the blind lady? No. No. She's... No, no, she's not. She's no, she's not. She's not the blind lady. Oh, she's Oh, she's a UFC fighter. Yeah. She's the uh... Carano's a oh, UFC fighter, yeah. No. She is attractive. Oh. Um, I mean, she's great. Uh, <laughs> okay, I guess I, I have a feeling. Yeah, I, I'm not surprised that you're into like the super fit, like jacked women that are better shaped than you. Probably, <laughs> she's not that jacked. Gotta be honest. In Deadpool, she looked like really beefy. Like she looked like really, like really, like like super, like super jacked. In my opinion, she's like like she's bantam. Or no, not bantam. She's like light featherweight. I think no, she's she's. She she's lean, but she's not like bulk. Like, I don't know, cause like okay, look her up in Deadpool, and she looks it's like she looks pretty like stocky. Like she looks like yeah. She's that's like, because of her clothes. Probably. Oh, you think it's just a clo- okay? Okay, yeah. yeah. I'm looking at like um, more photos of her. Yeah, she looks really in shape. But yeah, okay, cool, interesting. I don't know how she's in acting, so okay. Uh, I don't know, cause like I'm looking at the rest of um this uh, this cast. You have. Giancarlo Esposito, um, yeah. who played, um, it was in Breaking Bad. He played Gus, and he's such a good player. I can imagine him being the villain because, mm-hmm. like, he'd be such a good villain. He's so cold. I can imagine being like that crime syndicate ball. Um, Carl Weathers, Carl Weathers, you watch Rocky, right? Yeah. Apollo Creed, Apollo Creed is going to be, and I'm excited. Um, Nick Nolte is also very good too. Um, we're in Herzog and Ahmed Abathi. Don't know him, but um, this looks like a really good cast. Wait, wait, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Carl Weathers, who is he gonna play? I don't know. Oh my, no, he can't be or he can't be Lando Calrissian. No, 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 no. Lando, if he if they were gonna go for an older Lando Calrissian, they would go for 
OG Lando Calrissian. Yeah, they go with Billy D. Williams. Yeah, yeah Billy but... D. Williams, of course. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, Carl Weathers. I think he's just gonna be like some sort of character. He's probably gonna be like this gruff, this gruff like mercenary type. Maybe because like what he Maybe. played in like Predator. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I look at his cast. I'm like, oh, that's very exciting. Um, there's some good player. Uh, sorry. Um, we're talking about basketball too much. Um, some good actors in it. And you know what? Just got me thinking. Huh, that sounds exciting. Any show with Giancarlo Esposito, um, I really like his work. He plays such a good menacing character. Any show with him on it, I'm really interested in watching. And I will watch this show. And it just got me thinking. Um, we're not going to look more into The Mandalorian. I'm sure more information will come out. It just got me thinking on this point. Netflix is upping their Canada price uh, very soon. Um, but next year, Disney Plus is going to come. And with Disney Plus, you're going to get all the Disney property. So every Disney movie will be on there. You're looking at Marvel, Star Wars, any Disney property will be there. Your original like animated favorite movies all be there. So you have that. And they also bought Fox, uh, Fox movies and TV. So you're going to get all those Fox movies as well. Your classic favorite movies from Fox. Um you know you're gonna get your star wars you're gonna probably get your original star wars maybe here's the thing maybe you'll get a chance to stream the uh, original trilogy i don't know how that work um i don't know particulars um you're gonna get your x-men you're gonna get your x-men movies mm. uh, but you're also gonna get those fox tv shows probably too you can get the simpsons streaming on disney plus and i got i got thinking i'm like amazon prime um, actually, uh, I have an Amazon Prime membership, so I get their video. I was looking through their video. Um, it's not the greatest. There are some okay shows on there. Netflix has a better repertoire. But here's the thing. Amazon Prime costs me $40 as a student for the entire year mm-hmm. compared to Netflix, which is about $13, $14 a month. In terms of cost, there is a big difference. Um, but it's not, and, until, and- not until what? Next year, I think. Uh, no, they're they're bringing up the cost. I think uh, this month or next. Oh, month sorry, no, no. Okay, okay, yeah, yeah. Okay, I got confused there. Okay. Yeah. So in the fact that Disney and Disney is such a juggernaut when it comes to multimedia, do you think Netflix is just gonna like keep getting all this competition? It's just gonna slowly erode because you know competition is gonna keep springing up. W- what are your thoughts on that? Um, it's going to be a. Uh... It's going to be the end of TV for sure. That's, that's the first of, thing. I agree with you. I agree with you. TV is still a thing, right? Cable TV is still a thing. Mm-hmm. Um, but, oh man, it's going to be so... It's going to be very annoying to have five different subscriptions to NBA League Pass. Um, uh-huh. uh, at what, what, what? NHL or whatever. Actually, no. It would... It's tough. I, I feel like if you can just do... If Bell or Rogers or whatever um, service provider would do it, they could just do like a package where you do Netflix, um, NBA League Pass, and I don't know. I guess Disney's Disney Plus for a low prices, and then instead of having the typical cable channels, you just have those three. I think that would be a good deal. Um, <laughs> Yeah, with with the whole co- competition thing, it's a good thing for for Netflix. You get competition in any market is good. It's always good. Yeah, pushes. It's for good innovation. for the consumer. It's yeah. it's good for the consumer. Yeah. So having because like, before we only had Netflix, uh-huh. right? And they were dirt cheap, like ten bucks. Uh-huh. So uh-huh. they should have taken advantage of bringing up their prices back then when they were the only ones. 
But it's good because that that will be that'll like for example Brooklyn Nine Nine, right? Um, they're in NBC now, I think. So for sure, yeah. they're not gonna have their stuff on Netflix. They're gonna have it on NBC's platform or whatever. Mm-hmm. But uh, so you know, for me to watch Brooklyn Nine Nine, I have to have NBC or illegally download it, right? So <laughs> it's one of those things, right? It's good. Competition yeah. is good. I, yeah. I'm excited. I'm not excited, but you know. Yeah. Uh, yeah. You know what? Honestly, and I just thought about this now. I can't really remember the last time I watched like basic like cable, where it's like, oh, it's nine thirty. My favorite show's on. I'm gonna yeah. watch that show, right? Because it's right there. It's not like the old days, right? Where you're like, oh, my show's on eleven. Oh no, I missed it. Oh, I'll just catch a rerun like next week or something like yeah. that. That sounds awful. Yeah. Now on Netflix, it's like I can watch whenever, whenever I want. It's so convenient. The only reason why I watch TV is for sports, basically, right? Oh, yeah. I want to watch a football game. I'm gonna put this on. But eventually. You know, one day Disney, because here's the thing. Here's the thing, CJ. What's up? You know, Disney also owns ESPN. What? They do. They own ESPN. So now all Disney needs to do is say, okay, we're going to put all your favorite sports games on our streaming service. So you could literally pause, rewind, and watch live sports essentially just using the streaming service you missed the lakers game don't worry you can go back watch the lakers game oh man yeah oh okay <laughs> that sounds nice right that, that sounds cool sound cause, nice, yeah because like a lot of times with me watching a basketball game i look i'm like dang that looks like a good game i want to watch that game yeah and then it's just like Oh no, it's at this time I got this thing to do. But now I could go on Netflix and say, okay, I'm going to watch this game a little later. Oh, you know what? I missed last week's game. I heard it was really good. I didn't record it on my box. I'm just going to watch it basically. Why not, right? It's 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 crazy. W- that, wouldn't that be amazing? That would be amazing. I would love that. I would like it would it, imagine having um Oh, imagine the summer, man. Having, yeah. having, having, have not even bothering recording it because you have I don't know I guess Disney Plus or ESPN Plus, and having to play through the entire playoffs or following uh, one team. Oh man, that would be fun. Yeah. That would be fun. Yeah, oh. and like here's always that content. That content's available, and I don't know if it's possible. Um, but like eventually, hey, why not pull up like retro games saying like. Oh, the journey of the 72 tendon bulls, all the bulls games in one season. And you know, you're bored. It's a summer NBA's not on. I want to watch the bulls win the NBA finals. Let's see some classic play, right? Wouldn't that be amazing? No, I don't see that happening only because NBA TV is a thing. Sorry. I don't see that happening only because uh, NBA TV is a thing. Yeah. I guess yeah. that's the thing. That's where like classics the- or whatever. In classics, that's where the yeah. issue comes. But I'm saying hypothetically, what happens if some sort of deal is struck where they're saying like, hey, we're Disney. We literally bought Fox movies for $4 billion. We bought Star Wars for like $4 billion. We're going to buy the rights to show this for $4 billion or whatever amount of money they agree to. Mm-hmm. Wouldn't that still be fantastic? Yeah, no, I, I agree. That would be... That would be good for us, for sure. I don't know if it's going to be good for the NBA. Because remember, NBA is still a business, right? So, 
No, for sure, for sure. But here's the thing: Disney will be paying for the right. Um, oh, okay. for that so service. they would be paying NBA. To- They'll be be paying NBA. The NBA so- will make money, and the, and the NBA said, "Great, this works better. Our customers love it. It gets us more exposure. Why not? Why not? Right?" Man, I'm trying to imagine. I'm trying to. <laughs> Have you seen those? Uh, I'm sure you have. Uh, you're you're watching. Um, I don't know. You're watching. Have Have you seen Lizzie McGuire? Um, Do you watch Disney? I watch every day. I watch it absolutely every day. It is my favorite. No, I. No. My sister watched it. I watched it sometimes with her. I didn't care too much about. What Disney show. shows did you watch? Uh, okay. Uh, Big Sweet Life of Zach and Cody. Okay. Sweet Life on Deck. Okay. Um, that's so Raven was uh good. I didn't mind that. Corey in the house was pretty good. Okay. Okay. Um, what else was? So, there? So, 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 okay. Okay. So that's fine. That's fine. So Matt, you know those commercials, right? You're you're watching uh, uh, thanks for watching Corey on Corey in the house on Disney. Da, 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 da. Like they do the mouse. Imagine yeah. LeBron James. Hey, I'm LeBron James of the <laughs> Los Angeles Lakers, and you're watching NBA basketball on Disney. Da, 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 da. <laughs> <laughs> that would be great. That would be fantastic. I would love that. Actually, no, yeah, I, I would. I wouldn't mind that. <laughs> I wouldn't. Oh, that'd be so nice. Okay. Yeah. Um, um, yeah. So going on beyond. So we're gonna quickly talk about this because this is like the biggest news of the weeks. Because like the world is so, so silly. So Steph Curry uh, made a comment on a podcast saying he didn't believe um, humans landed on the moon. Yeah. And then, like, everyone kind of made a little, like, fuss about it. Like, NASA saying, like, we'll show you the lab. Um, the Houston coach sent them some shade. And before the game, uh, when they played Sacramento, Sacramento basically played footage of the moon landing and things like that, too, just to get under his skin. And Curry said, like, it was obviously a joke, right? But a lot of people didn't think it was a joke. Um, it was funny because I was looking through Instagram, of course, and like comments and people were saying like, oh, he knows the truth. He knows the truth. Um, uh, I'm going to ask you this real quick. Don't, you don't need to spend too much time on this. Do you think, you know, it's an innocent little joke, but do you think this was sort of irresponsible uh, in the fact that we kind of live in this like society where like it is so difficult to, you know, really comprehend what's a real fact or what's kind of like a fault fake news, basically, sort of. Uh, no, I think I think whatever whatever Curry did and whatever he got back is what he got back. I mean, it's it's the same with it's the same with Kyrie saying that the earth is flat. Right. Yeah. Um, and he'll say, oh, it's a joke. No, uh, I think it's irres- it's irresponsible because he has so much. Uh, voice and he has platform is there and I'm sure a lot of the kids now are thinking oh yeah that's true what if if Curry said that the, the moon landing is fake maybe it is fake and no mm-hmm. it's it's I not know. fake guys come on that's I know. to, to, to I the know. listeners listening in it's real I was there so <laughs> <laughs> yes yes <clears throat> and he'd even take like, a rocket he basically just jumped like that's how high his vertical now he just yeah. jumped to them basically exactly yeah <laughs> I, I agree with your point like he was making a joke i understand uh i wish he kind of did a bit smarter you know because like where it didn't became come become like this whole little thingy yeah um because i really because like he's such a role model to the kids he is he is i know i hate like some kids saying like oh steph curry said it so yeah I, it's more so me commenting saying like you know it's important to have your role models and steph curry is a great role model 
feel like to be honest um in terms of the nba he's like such a because like come on let's compare him to like some previous guys steph curry is the golden boy right you compare him to like alan iverson alan iverson you know he's a role model for a lot of kids alan iverson wasn't the best role model um i would argue to be honest no he wasn't the best role. no 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 not at all no. Uh, the fact that he's kind of broke right now. Um, Steph Curry kind he's of shows broke? like... The... Wait, hold on. He's not broke. Uh, Allen car- Iverson's broke. Allen Iverson's broke. Look it up. He's actually broke. Whatever. Okay, I, and then... CJ, look it up. He is broke. It, you know, Okay, can I tell you an interesting story? Okay. So, Allen Iverson... Um, so, when he would, like, fly out basically so basically he this happened often essentially he would park his car in the airport garage okay okay he would go he would go on his flight he would come back and more times than not he would say i can't find my car and he would say i'm gonna buy a new one so he just calls in a new car and he just leaves and he just leaves that car there like that is how um that's how much you he did not care about his he did not care about his money. Like he would just spend, spend, spend. Um, and now he is broke. Apparently, I'm not kidding you. He is not as um, for a player that was of his stature at the time. He is not financially secure, um, and you don't see that. Steph Curry, like you look at Steph Curry, and like it's so he's such a good role model because like you know he's like he's got like the like he's he doesn't look that hard. He doesn't look like he doesn't have like super tattoos. Like he's he's such a golden boy for the NBA to yeah. show up. He's got that nice smile. He's got like a really nice wife. He's got like a good family. Like it, it's like it's such a nice thing to see. And this is just a kind of like a little minor speck. I'm like, Steph, just do a bit smarter. But overall, like it's not it's not really a big deal. Um, he's still like such a good role model to have. Like I agree, I agree, I agree. LeBron James is LeBron James. Honestly, is kind of my. I, I love LeBron James to be honest. Oh, yeah. Like I, yeah. I, I always come back, but I'm like LeBron James. You know, you, you're the man. You, you, you know what it's about, right? <clears throat> you know, like your position. I. That's what I admire about Steph Curry and LeBron James using what positions they have, um, their their platform, and making some real actual change with it, right? Like LeBron James promise school. Like that is so huge, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, I agree. I agree. And, and they're not squandering them. And it kind of irks me when people say like, oh, you can't comment on this because you're a basketball player. No, because they're a public figure and they have an opinion and they can comment, right? I, um, yeah. And, and, and they're saying good points. Like you can't discount someone because, you know, they're a basketball player. Like you can't, it's their opinion and they're sharing it, right? I don't know. I don't know. So, okay, yeah. so let's leave the moon and tell me about the movies you watch. Because for now, you're going to be the one. To- <laughs> um. Okay, so I watched three different movies in the past three days, and it's been weird because I have exams and I'm not studying because <laughs> I don't want to study. But whatever. First one, Spider-Man into the Spider Verse. So good, so so good. I have a big crush on Gwen Stacy. And um, I did check. She's 18 years old in the cartoon, so it's okay. Um, <laughs> that's really weird. Uh, <laughs> great. Oh man, you should watch it. You should watch it. If 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 we if we do plan on doing the whole watching a movie every year or every other year, 
Yeah. This is something worth. I I'm planning to rewatch it with another friend. So. Yeah. It's it's okay. worth, it's fun. It's a fun movie. It's oh, it's such a good. Movie. Oh man, I'm 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 fan I'm, I'm fanboying only because there's so much. There's so much content in so little time, and I agree uh-huh. with my cousin who I watched it with. It's so poetic. It's so poetic. Yeah. So, um, I, I, won't, I'm, I, won't, I won't go any further. That's it. Yeah. I'm looking at it, like, review-wise. On IMDb, it has an 87. That's actually really, really super high, actually. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, oh, gosh. No, like, I, this movie came out of nowhere, sort of. Um, but, yeah. Um it looks like such a nice movie. Like, I'm like, yeah, it looks like an interesting movie. Yeah, I would be down to watch it because, like, I like my Spider-Man. Because um, another thing with Amazon Prime, I'm sorry, it's so random, uh, on their movie service, they have all the original Spider-Man yeah, movies. they do, So yeah. I'm like, oh, man, I'm going to watch that Spider-Man 2. <laughs> I'm going to catch that Spider-Man 2. I'm like, you know what? I should watch this Spider-Man in the Spider-Verse because I really like the character. It's a fun yeah. character. Um, okay, we will try making this happen because i do want to watch this movie it seems legitimately good and it feels like that movie where if i had like let's say like a 10 year old son or something like that i'd be like son let's go watch this movie because this movie looks like i can enjoy this too basically yeah yeah oh yeah, yeah. definitely give it okay. give it a shot uh, let me know if you want to watch it together i'm so i would love to see your reaction because when i first watched oh it just the it, it reminded the comedy in it very much reminded me of Ragnarok like it's very um it's very meta and I I'll go at Ragnarok huh? go on I'm going I need to watch Ragnarok you haven't watched Thor Ragnarok I know I, I will watch it it's on Netflix I promise you I will watch it but yeah go on go on what you're saying that's it. I will. I won't go as any. I, I'm glad I'm not. I, I. I will not spoil the movie for you because it's that good. <laughs> it's worth watching, and I would love to see and listen in to your reaction. So. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Um. Cool. I also watched MI6 Fallout or Mission Impossible Six Fallout. Not MI6 like the the secret spy team in um in England or something. But they. <laughs> it's oh man, I was. I was not expecting it to be this good. Yeah, really? Yeah, I I wa- my dad bought it on on demand and they were going to watch they watched it the same night that I watched Spider-Man. <clears throat> and I was like, "You know what? I, I have to work on an assignment. I'm I'll I'll watch it after." And I watched it the morning after when it was I was just my freest day. Nobody was home. I was home alone. Um so I I sat there, played it. I was like, "Whoa." Yeah, action in in almost every scene and yeah yeah uh, I I don't want to spoil with the listeners but it's it's a good film it's it's up there it's up there when it comes to all the Mission Impossible movies not not as you know good as the first one though yeah. not you know what TJ you, you what? know what TJ I I do not care this movie's been out for a while I watched it we're going to spoiler territory because okay, I'll go, I'll fine. be I'll be honest no one watches these movies for the plot. No one. No one. The yeah, plot no. doesn't make much sense. We just yeah, watch no. it for the action. Oh yeah. Right? Just it's a guilty pleasure, action. man. It's a guilty pleasure. You know what? I don't even. Yeah, it's kind of a guilty pleasure because it's such a cheesy action movie, but it's such quality action, right? Yeah. Like I like my action. Yeah. Um, and I love quality action like this. Mm. It's like it's sort of like why I prefer like this Mission Impossible compared to I don't know like. I don't know, because, like, I never got into the Fast and Furious movies because I couldn't get into, like, just the fast car. Yeah. Or, like, these like, 
really cheesy action movies, things like that. This is just like a quality, well-made action flick. Because yeah. you're watching, like, the effects are real. It's amazing to see what on screen. Like, this is one of the first movies where I was, like, watching, like, one of the scenes. And I'm, like, I was, like, actually pretty astounded by it. I'm, like, oh, my gosh, this is so cool. Like, the one scene I was talking about was, like, you know, in Paris... Mm-hmm. where like tom cruise is like riding around that motorcycle right yeah yeah he was actually driving against traffic i i believe like he was on that motorcycle and i was like this is this is amazing this this is actually amazing right yeah. now what i'm watching wait that was like, him that wasn't like a stunt that was him he does all his stunts well that i believe but like he did oh well, i'm assuming the drivers of those cars were pretty safe and it was it was um it was it wasn't like real real traffic it wasn't real real traffic yeah but because because of it it just looks so real it looks so good to me uh, especially that airdrop scene too right when they're dropping um from the sky tom cruise did that climbing up the helicopter that was all tom cruise right and you know what it was just like the action was great i love the action um it was a, it was a really enjoyable movie uh my friends didn't like it as much because they they didn't like the cheesy action aspect of it mm-hmm. um i just had a good time with it like the, oh gosh i love that bathroom scene where it was like that fighting yeah like that was like, yeah that was like real raw fighting like oh that was fun that was really fun to watch yeah no what's what's cool about that scene is that it wasn't just um there was no cuts like you know how every other every other action movie was they would cut to a punch cut to a punch to make make it look like they punched or whatever yeah the choreography the action choreography of the movie was so good that they didn't need that they just had one camera full scene full set and you know go for the action go for the go for the kill i guess so it it was it was was a good it was a good movie yeah i i know what you mean because like what i noticed with a lot of action movies is they kind of do like the shaky cam thing yeah um and they do like quick cuts because like oh we're gonna do quick cuts we're gonna do shaky cam so it looks like super exciting and like super gritty but you can't see base you you basically can see nothing like you get nothing from the scene but like with these, when it's just like nice, solid shots, using good editing, good like focus camera work, you're seeing all those punches. You feel those punches. Yeah, it's really good. I, I like that movie quite a bit. Um, I agree with you. I like four more. Um, you know what I like about these Mission Impossible movies? When they bring in like kind of a new director, they kind of put their own flair to the movie. And that's that that's what makes it interesting because the first movie was like really super cheesy um really high tension um spy stuff uh the fourth movie was like really just like a little fun i love the gadgets in it and these last two movies have just been like super strong in the action category and you know i i really enjoyed it i agree yeah and um i guess what what i agree with or other than the action scenes too i agree that this isn't we're not here for the story Mm-hmm. But the story here was pretty crystal clear. Like it was very straightforward. Yeah, and, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I forget her name. I f- ah, <laughs> the the White Widow. Yes, she's so pretty, man. <laughs> <laughs> like, like, okay, but, not, but, not 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 to be racist, right? But I've never really been into white girls. <laughs> And it's for for some reason recently, and I'm talking. That's a racist. That's a racist. Don't worry. That's not racist. Okay. It's not. Um, No, everyone's got their personal taste. It's not racist. 
Yeah, no, but like, what's weird is that it's b- recently, and I mean, not not even before the mo- like before the mo- before I watched the movie, I started getting into white girls, <laughs> and it was oh god, Gwen Stacy, Gwen Stacy, right? Um, and then White Widow, whatever her name uh, is, Vanessa Kirby, she's gorgeous, man. Oh god, she's oh, so my. like, I like I like that like um, I like that uh straight face um. Like the straight face, uh, resting bitch face, face type of thing. I don't know, and uh, I like Elizabeth Olsen, another white girl. <laughs> so you know, it's 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 fun. It's fun. I don't I don't know what to tell you. Okay, well, um, yeah. white ladies that are listening right no, now, no, <laughs> probably probably none, but um, <laughs> CJ DJ available available um. <laughs> Uh, okay uh <laughs> that's an interesting that's just a very interesting point now i'm not gonna lie she was very uh, attractive in that movie my friend said the exact same thing he was like oh man she was so cute she was so hot I'm like yeah, yeah okay um i still find it weird like i hated the fact that she has tom cruise because i'm like tom cruise is fine he does his action and like i appreciate that as an individual tom cruise is kind of like a weird dude um, and I'm like, why did you have to make this? Why did you have to make her kiss like 55 year old Tom Cruise? Like, I, there was like no reason for that kiss. You just did it because it's Tom Cruise. But I agree. I agree. I agree. Damn you, Tom Cruise. Whatever. Uh, okay, tell me about this another Tom Cruise creature. Never I, go back. Jack Reacher, never go back. It was another fun. I think it's one of the worst. <laughs> one of the worst written movies of all time. <laughs> The story was the story was there, the story was there, but the writing was terrible. <laughs> like I don't know who wrote the script to this movie. I don't know who. It's so bad. It was so. I was just cringing. I was like, why, why, why did you bring that up? And why is she talking that way? That doesn't make sense. She just had this relationship rift with him, and now they're talking like they're best friends. I don't. Uh-huh. What? Uh, continuation. Uh, please. Uh, so, yeah, it was. Poorly written story was there, but poorly written action was there. Poorly written, um, yeah. I feel like they just—it was the movie that they just filmed a bunch of action scenes and then slapped them all together. So it wasn't—it wasn't that. It's fun. It's a good movie. Like it's not a good movie, but it's some—it's an enjoyable movie to watch. Okay, yeah. so it's like a nice, like little mindless movie you can watch. Like, oh, this is cool action, like stuff. Like, mm-hmm. exactly, exactly. I- I never watched the first Jack Reacher. I assume you did. Did you? No, and that's why it's this movie. Is so like, it's bad. Oh, like, okay. you, it's bad enough that you don't have to watch the first one. Oh, oh yeah. wow. Okay, okay. Well, maybe I will check it out because if yeah, I were looking at like the action movie, out. Okay, well, that was CJDJ's our nerd discussion. We talked about movies a bit. Um, I always love talking about movies. My one of my favorite topics. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Real cinephile, um, and I will be down to watch that Spider Verse. Watch it now. You you have me pumped for it. Like I looked at, I'm like, this looks like a really little fun movie. It's one reason why I'm like, yeah, I'd probably watch Shazam too because Shazam seems like a little fun movie as well. So if you, if you've seen Shazam's trip, I have seen Shazam. Yes. Oh no, I have. I haven't seen. Wait, what? Oh, I've I've searched. What? what? I have not seen Shazam. Shazam Sorry, that's what I meant to say. Search up Shazam's trailer. It looks like a fun movie where I'm like, oh, this looks like a little fun superhero movie. I don't know. We'll see. 
Shazam. Look, was it, it wasn't wasn't Dwayne Johnson to... supposed to be the star for this? Uh, for Shazam? Yeah. No, he's supposed to play Black Adam, I think. Oh. Um, Shazam is Zachary Levi, uh, the guy on Chuck. Um, I don't know. It looks more fun. I just had a conversation with my friend where he's like, oh, we really need to watch Aquaman. I'm like, I don't want to watch Aquaman. Aquaman, I don't want to watch Aquaman. <laughs> like, yeah. you, you have to drag me into the theater to sit down and watch Aquaman. I am not interested at all. <laughs> I like the actor, Jason Momoa, but yeah. I'm not interested in Aquaman. Um, okay. Okay. Let's, let's, uh, let's get into our three-point play, okay? Okay, let's do it. Okay. Um, You start. You start first because I want to say the second one. Okay. Uh, Detroit is on a six-game losing streak. Their hot start was due to the hot hand of Blake Griffin. This team is subpar and will barely cling to a playoff spot. And one? Uh, I agree. I yeah. honestly do agree. Um, I'm looking at this team. I was really hyped because like Blake Griffin was really good. Andre Drummond was really good. But there's not like a lot of depth to it. Reggie Jackson is no longer a star point guard. Mm-hmm. Um, he, he's just not there. I'm looking at their bench. Langston Galloway is fine, but they traded away some good pieces. Um, Avery Bradley was on um, Detroit. He was traded away. Tobias Harris was on Detroit. They don't really have much depth, and I know if Blake Griffin or DeAndre, um, sorry, not DeAndre, uh, Andre Drummond get injured, this team is just going basically down the pipe. Mm-hmm. They had a great, nice, hot start um, with... What's his name? Uh, with you know Blake Griffin, like he was shooting ridiculous. From he's kind of slowed down uh, uh, as of now, um, but I I don't see too much about this team. I, as I speak right now, the Pistons just beat the Boston Celtics, uh, one thirteen to one hundred four. But I'm gonna stand by with what I'm saying um, and just say that overall, um, oh gosh, Gordon Hayward only got six points. Uh, Hayward, when are we gonna start uh, oh, pumping this? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I, I still believe. Uh, but yeah, going back to what I was saying, um, I don't think this team will be a big playoff th- first round exit for sure. You think so? First round exit? Uh, yeah, because like, I'm looking at it. There's five. I feel like the top five is pretty locked in. And mm. I feel like that top five is just going through. Uh, four and five is going to be a really good matchup. But after that, I feel like it's like it's going to be super top heavy, and those top five teams are going to the four top teams are basically going to be pushed. Four and five could be interchangeable, but we'll see. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. Fair. I I, I I give it an end one. Um, I agree. They they've only had a hot hand. That's it. It wasn't even Blake. It was just because, other than being having a really straightforward schedule these past couple of months they have they've had good teams they've had bad teams but they've never had the same schedule set as the Raptors where they just went against a good team good team good team yeah. um so I don't know I I wouldn't put them out on the sec on the first round probably put them out on the second round depending on who they play first round so okay okay yeah. um yeah so that's my thought on Detroit I, they're still a good team I like Dwayne Casey as a coach um I feel they can improve if they improve, then we could go back to talking about Detroit as more of a serious team. But right now, I don't think they have what it takes in the East. No, no, I agree. Okay, yeah. uh, let's go. So um, Stephen Adams helped the player um, pump, uh, Plumley, I believe. Plumley. Um, yeah. 
Yeah. So uh, I did. Okay. If you watch this, oh, whatever. But you'll tell me later. Um, so basically, it was a pretty bad fall. He ran to Steven Adams, um, and Steven Adams stopped to help the player up, even though he had an open layup. The Thunder were actually pretty close to the Nuggets at this point. They were only six points behind. And if Steven Adams got that layup, they'd be only four points behind. Um, when they were this close against such a good team, um, in this situation, uh, this is a game you win first and then you care later. And one. Oh, man. I'm going to sound... No, it's not tough. It's an easy oh. answer. It's an easy answer, but I'm gonna sound like I'm a hypocrite. I'm gonna say it's you sh- keep the um. It's it's not a it's not a for win first care later thing. You have to come on. It's a you it's a brotherhood before it's a game or it's a brotherhood before it's competition, right? You, okay. At the end of the day, you're you're playing against people. You're playing against guys who love the game just as much, if not more, than you do, and. You see it in injuries. You see it in 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 time of in times of political despair, right? Where teams who who have hated each other would come together and say, "You know what? Let's set aside whatever we have," because because the rivalry on the court is different from the rivalry off the court, and mm-hmm. or the rivalry off the court. The comp the the rivalry on the court is different versus whatever is happening, and. This specific situation is very much an off the court thing. As much as it happened on the court, you don't want to see Plumlee injured. You don't want to see anyone injured. You want everybody to be at their best. You want players to play their game. And if if Plumlee landed on his head, that he might have hurt his neck. He might have had a concussion, oh. something worse. And you know, good guy Adams, man. Good for him. I'm 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 yeah. I'm glad to see that. You know, yeah. yeah slow, slow, um, slow clap. um yeah so whatever yeah i'm gonna say this is the brick too sort of with you but i want to go a bit more to it a little quickly um so yeah uh steven adams aka aquaman uh you know very it's a very nice thing yeah in terms of this specific situation it's a regular season game it's sure okay i understand that's just him I'm going to put you in a situation. Game 7, NBA playoffs. Um, you know, obviously NBA playoffs. Uh, NBA finals. Um, this layup will put you into the lead. Two minutes left. What happens if he did the same? I mean, you have two minutes left, so make the best of the two minutes. Okay, so you would still say he still did the right. What happens... Um, what happens if essentially saying like because here's the thing they lose later that day? Oh nobody, no, gonna nobody's gonna look at that play saying oh that's the that's the losing play. No, no one's gonna look at it like that. No way. No one's gonna look at it. No, no. one will say we could have been two points up. We had a clear layup. We no. could have been going into the final two minutes ish with a two point lead. No one will look at that. Nope, I don't see it. I don't see that. Ha- no way. No way. They're gonna say oh him saving. No, no. That's, that's, um, that's just, I'm, I'm sure the internet will do it for sure. But yeah, the internet, the internet will. It. Yeah, but no, no one's going to blame your loss because you saved a guy's ass from, or a guy's head from, from landing poorly, terribly and um, mm. happening. With, like, you know, injuries happen, injuries come and go. Same with championships, championships come and go and 
it's gonna suck but like I would commend him more for saving him you people would talk it more if he didn't save him honestly and they would they see the thing about it is that you can't win <laughs> it sucks but you can't win you can't win either argument so I'd say go for the best the the kindest option which is to save him okay fair enough fair enough um how about you it's a really it, it's a really interesting topic um you know what i i like the good good guy attitude yeah. i agree i i agree I, I like it i like seeing Stephen adams do that i'm certain some nba players and some people will say that's not what a winner does a winner takes a chance but screw you i don't yeah. care that was such a nice yeah. thing for him to do yeah. um but yeah yeah um it was a brick you yeah. it, it's always good to be a good person because yeah. that's yeah yeah okay um, go on. Okay, last one. Last one. Oh man, I'm I'm glad you brought this up. The Rockets have yeah. beat the the Rockets beat the Lakers, but many say dubious calls by the refs were to blame. This is fine. They may be dubious, but the Rockets are taking advantage of these rules to get the dub. And one. Um, I'm gonna say. <sighs> It's and one with an asterisk because okay. what the Rockets are doing again, they took the rule. They know what they can, what calls they're going to get. It's not a perfect system, but when it works, it works. It gets some W's. It gets some like free throws. It gets some some nice calls. Maybe like the NBA could rework the rule book to kind of fix this so you don't see this happening. But it's so frustrating to see, um, especially at the point where like Lakers players were basically putting their hands behind their back um so saying we're not touching them we're not touching them we're not going to let them get these really easy calls mm-hmm. i kind of put it down to the same thing as like hackashack where hackashack makes the game super boring but yeah. it's like a legitimate strategy to you and you know what the rockets are just using a strategy i may not like it and i feel like it kind of it ruins the kind of the integrity of the game but you know, unless there's some sort of brutal change somewhere to like fix that, they're just doing what they're doing. You? This is this is an easy brick for me. No, rockets should not. No, no. <laughs> oh my god! Oh, I hated that game. I watched it too. I watched it live. It was yeah. so bad. It was so annoying because. I agree with everybody. With every NBA analyst had to say, it slows the game down, and it you does. don't want like. It's not. It's it's not bad to have a slow game, but it's bad to have a slow game where the refs are calling everything. I mean, come I on, know. so many fouls there, so many quote unquote fouls there were not fouls, man. They were not. They were just part of the fucking game. That's how it is. There's going to be contact. If we're going to play a game where there's no contact, play chess. And even chess might have contact. My God. Seriously. It's so... Un- no. No, hear me out. Hear me out. Like, you... you, I, Man, I love this game. I love I love basketball. It's, I love basketball. Like, there's no... There's no way that... Like, basketball is... Has a home in my heart till the day that I die, and the fact that they're playing it like this, where oh I can't love tap him because I might get a foul. No love taps. Oh, come on, man. Love taps are fine. Part of the game. No blood. Okay, maybe no blood, no foul. But seriously, you call like when Harden drove into the paint, and uh, I think it was Chandler who, Chandler who clearly jumped up. Clearly, right? The contact was initiated by Harden. 
Now, in the 90s basketball, that's just a regular play. Miss the ball, move on to the next. But they called a foul on that? What? To save or play? Kiss my ass, man. No. It's not saving the players. It's ruining the game. Stop it. Goodness me. I'm sorry. I'm, we have we have angry Chicago Bulls fans today. Okay, you know what? I agree with you so much. I I just I'm such a technical guy. Like yeah, that's why I gave them the N one with the asterisk. I hate it. Yeah, I hate when like it's just like they're going and then you hear the whistle and they take the free throws and they restart. It like kills the flow of the game it does so much like i okay obviously easily the most intense basketball minutes i've ever watched have been like 2016 game seven warriors versus Cavs, mm-hmm. and the last like three four minutes there were there were barely any calls it was just back and forth and it was so tense because these teams were tied and no one was scoring two offensive juggernauts yep. for the yep four for three minutes, no one scored. Kyrie got that dagger. There were some great defensive plays. Um, monster dunk. Uh, there was a foul called, but that was a foul. That was obviously a foul because Draymond Green went into that foul. Yeah. But it was such intense, good basketball. Um, and that's what I love. That's what like this. This is that. I always think about that to myself when I'm watching a game, saying like, "This is so dull." Like, come on, like. Get some thing going. Stop calling all these things. I go back to like that's why I love basketball. That moment, mm-hmm. basically, right? I agree. You know what? I agree with you. I, I agree. I agree. I do agree. But like, it's such a, it's such a. I hate to see that, right? Like, yeah. Because like, you know what? James Harden as a player, he lives off his free throws. Like he gets so many calls based by basically just running into the player, right? Yeah. Okay. Um, yeah, so that's our three-point play. Um, players of the week. Um, I'm going to go first. Do it. Uh, Curry. Okay. Seth Curry. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> Seth, I, I'm pretty you sure? I'm pretty sure Del Curry forgot Seth Curry exists. Um, but no. Oh, wow. <laughs> no, no, no. Honestly, like, here's the thing, though. They seem like really good friends, too, like the brothers. Uh, yeah. But no, this is Steph Curry. Steph Curry's had, like, an insane week. He came yeah. back from injury, and he didn't really miss a step. He's you know <laughs> I what? See what you did like, there. Didn't miss a step. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't mean to do that even, but it just happened. Uh, but yeah, um, he didn't miss a step at all. Uh, mm-hmm. He's still shooting lights out. Besides that Raptors game where the Raptors successfully, you know, like basically shut him down for ten points. Yeah. Um, but again, Steph Curry against Sacramento such a skilled player and you know what I kind of agree there are legitimate talks for him to have MVP conversation going on right oh yeah now. oh yeah he is doing ridiculous things he I think he's shooting over 50% from three it won't last um but like he's still such an excellent shooter um and you know what and he's had like some great performances uh his game is still going strong um, and the Warriors are also very strong as well, too. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Probably be number one in the West soon enough. But yeah. yeah. Uh, Steph Curry. Steph Curry. How about yourself? Stay the same. Lonzo Ball. Man, 16 points. Uh, let, me, let me check that. 16 points. All right. And so in, in honor of our 10, because I actually talked to Lonzo Ball. 
in honor of our 10th episode. 16 points, 10 rebounds, and assists. Wow. Wow. Is that is that a triple-double? That's a triple-double. Uh, LeBron James, like I said before, got a triple-double that game. Mm-hmm. First time a Lakers duo did. Okay, trivia question. First time the Lakers duo has done this, where two players and one team got a triple-double. What was the last Lakers duo to do this? See, I wouldn't say. Oh, <laughs> actually, I would. I would not say Kobe and Shaq because what would Shaq double triple double on? Um, Locks, maybe. I don't know. Maybe. Well, no, I don't see it. Uh, so if it's not 01 Kobe, and it's definitely not Black Mamba Kobe, so it has to be Johnson's era. Magic Johnson and. Kareem. That's it. Yeah? You're right. Yeah. Oh. I love I love how you deduced that. I really yeah. do. That no, was big, that was great. That was a great deduction. Yeah, thank you. No, but that that's those are the only years I can think of. Like who who was yeah. before, like right? So yeah. yeah. Kareem and Yeah, cuz yeah. yeah. Cuz like you went with basically the most logical choice. Yeah. Magic Johnson, tons of triple doubles there. Oh yeah. Kareem Abdul-Jabbar, I assume maybe through assists, maybe through blocks, something yeah. something like happen one day yeah yeah uh the last time uh, the last year this happened in the nba where a team had two players do a triple double was 2007 so you know good for the lakers these lakers have been looking very strong as of late Mm -hmm. they really have um Mm -hmm. you know what if this rockets team keeps on languishing at the bottom like this i see the lakers being that third team in the west potentially we'll see we we will see yeah Um, i definitely see that happening too yeah i agree Okay, so yeah, Lonzo Ball again. Uh, more consistent play from Lonzo Ball. This is exciting. This is exciting. We'll see if he keeps this up. Let's see. Um, I'm, I'm enjoying this Lakers team. I want to see how they do in the I really am. I'm okay. Okay, so next little topic. Games to watch this week. Uh, anything, CJ? Um, oh, and also, I was very close with that Warriors thing. Yeah, um, that you were. I saw that. Yeah, the you were Kings very close. were. I, I literally checked. There was like four minutes left. Kings are up by six. I'm like, yes, I did this. I used my basketball prowess and I said, the Kings will out fast pace the Warriors. Mm-hmm. And I was wrong because Steph Curry went off. Went off, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I don't know, man. I'm, I'm looking at the schedule right now. The what? Okay, I'm, I mean... Easy Raps Nuggets are good. Uh, Raptors and Pacers on Wednesday. Oh, who's going to be watching that? Me. Wait, is that on Wednesday? It's on Wednesday, yeah. Ah, uh, see, my exams on Tuesday. I'm gonna finish up Wednesday. Got nothing to do. Going to be watching some Raptors Pacers. Beep. Do it. Do it. Um. Hmm. Okay. What? Okay. I think that's it. Honestly, there's nothing interesting. Uh, Warriors and oh, Warriors and Jazz. That's fun. Uh, uh, especially with the Jazz's performance um, today. Nah. No. No, I'm pretty. The Warriors are gonna stomp, stomp Fair. on the Jazz. Okay. Uh, if it was the Rockets versus the Jazz, that'd be kind of interesting. Plays back to like last year's matchup, mm-hmm, but mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, yeah. What else? Oh, this one. Grizz and the Trailblazers. That's a match. That's a okay. good matchup. That's 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 a gritty matchup right there. 
two teams oh. who are trying to fight for a spot in the West. That's a great yeah, and, yeah. And there's a little history because um, CJ McCollum went off for 40 when he played the Grizzlies yeah. um, very recently, actually. Yeah, so yeah. he does uh, good again. Yeah. Um, and the Grizzlies are still obviously looking for a playoff spot. Mm-hmm. Um, and, <laughs> especially after that trade when they got Kelly Oubre. Oh, they didn't. Let's see how Dylan Brooks does. We'll see how Dylan Brooks does. Are you sure they weren't trading for Scott Brooks? <laughs> Funny joke there, Wodge. I hope you're listening in. Imagine if Wodge, Wodge is listening. listening. Yeah, well, yeah. Gosh. Um, how about okay. you? Uh, I'm going to agree with everything you just said. I was looking through. What you found interesting, I found interesting as well, too. So we'll stick to that. Um, let's just jump to Christmas games because we won't be in time to talk about Christmas games because we won't be here next week. Um, yeah. So Christmas games, we have Bucks versus Knicks, Thunder versus Rock, 76ers versus Celtics, Lakers versus Warriors, Trailblazers versus Jazz. Um, I would love a day where you basically watch all these games. That'd be really cool, but it's probably not going to happen. Um, I'm going to do my best to catch that Lakers versus Warriors matchup. That's going to be pretty fun. Have they played each other this season? The Warriors and the and the Blazers, Lakers. Oh, the Lakers. I don't think they have. No, they haven't. No, no. the Warriors and the Lakers. No, no. Oh, gosh. Uh, no, they haven't. No, no, they... no. no, no. Here's See, their first the NBA, game. The, the NBA's smart. They've been saving up. They know. They know. No, but they they played in the preseason. I don't know if that means they, anything. It doesn't mean much, but the Lakers won that preseason game. But yeah. still, but still. Um, yeah, Lakers versus Warriors. I'm watching that. 76ers oh, yeah. versus Celtics. That's going to be fun too. Thunder versus Rockets. Uh, maybe catch a little for Paul George, but I don't feel the Rockets... It'll still be a good game, actually. Um, but I don't know. It doesn't really have that oomph to it as it did before yeah. when the Rockets were like such a more of a high-caliber team. Um, Bucks versus Knicks. Um, eh. 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 See, I'd rather watch Bucks versus Raptors if Raptors play the freaking Christmas game. My yes, goodness. where are the Raptors on Christmas? So Come on, Knicks, David Stern. You know why the Knicks? It's because they're such a large market team. That's yeah. that's the reason. Because like yeah. you have to have a Christmas game in the garden, basically. Oh, yeah. um, oh my gosh. We would even talk about LeBron James's comment about, oh, um, oh my gosh. Yeah. When uh, okay. let's, let's talk quickly about that, yeah. Well, talk quickly. Okay, so um, I, there's not much to say about it because essentially, uh, Dwayne Wade, LeBron James, last game, you know, they hug it out, they all go bro, yeah. um, and he basically says like LeBron James essentially says like this last game, you know, it was either going to happen here at the Garden, and everyone interpreted that saying basically LeBron James was considering going to the Knicks, and simultaneously, every Knicks fan just groaned in pain. Um, for at least like 20 minutes, I would assume. Yeah. Was... yeah. No, no, no. Here's a... Wait, you, you said the Knicks, right? Yes, the Garden. Well, they said the Garden. So it could technically be uh, Boston because TD yeah. Garden. Or, or, or could be Olive Garden. <laughs> right? <laughs> okay. Olive Garden? Yo, unlimited garlic bread? <laughs> So <laughs> later that day, LeBron James and uh, Dwayne Wade, two successful millionaires, went to the Olive Garden to celebrate <laughs> celebrate their friendship. <laughs> you 
you heard it here first, boys. <laughs> you know, you know what? You're probably right. You're probably <laughs> right. Who? It's such a weird thing. Who goes to Olive Garden enough to refer to it as the garden? <laughs> if, if you go Clearly, Olive LeBron Garden, and Wade, bro. <laughs> that's why there's no Jack. That's the yeah. secret. All those, all those, uh, all, of gar- all those garlic bread, man. Oh gosh! If you go to, if you go to Olive Garden enough, where you call it the garden, you got some issues. You got some issues, basically. <laughs> oh man. I'm, I'm okay. glad. Well, thank you so much, Pocharmone, for recording with me. Um, for those listening in, thank you for listening in. Um, very long episode, but I think it's one of our enjoyed up. Ep- we did 10 episodes. That's insane. Yeah. yeah. That's insane. And we've learned a lot through those 10 episodes, and we, we've upgraded. I hope you guys know that Pocharmone is using his beautiful mic. Um, <laughs> so... Audio recordings on point. Uh, my cousin has offered me to edit this for us. Uh, fun fact about my cousin: he's actually studying music production, um, so we were gonna get some pro edits up in here. Wow! Uh, wow! 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 Yeah. Um, yeah. So next week we will not be recording. Um, our eleventh episode will be the week after. Um, we have big plans. We'll we'll do like I said. We'll do a um, New Year's resolution. Also, what our goals are for the next year, because um, I know we have um, you and I, or at least for this podcast, we have some pretty fun and big goals for the upcoming 2019 year. So, hopefully, that that goes into fruition. For sure. Yeah. For sure. Well, um, yeah. yeah. I have to reiterate, uh, CJ DJ said it best. Um, it's you know, uh, it won't be our final show before the year, um, but it's our final show um, before Christmas. Um, you know, the holiday season. So um, mm-hmm. happy, happy holiday, everyone! Happy um, holiday, Merry Christmas! This has Merry been Christmas. a yeah, this has been a blast um, to do. Um, happy holidays! If I don't talk to you before then, I probably will. Maybe um, CJ, but uh, you know, it's been a fun show so far, and. Uh, mm-hmm. I'm I'm really glad. I know this is a longer episode, but you know, what else better to go with when it comes to episode ten? All right. Oh yeah, definitely. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Um. Well, this is uh, Post Ramon signing off. This is DJ CJ signing off. Thanks for listening in.